Support for this podcast comes from the patrons at patreon.com slash fmlfpl. Here we are now. Goodbye, 2022. <laughs> Goodbye, FBL season. Ah. See, you, see you again next year, slash in like two months. See you tomorrow, see you in two months. Yeah. See you on Thursday for the post-postmortem. Yeah. Sunday was fun. Sunday was fucking crazy. A lot of, <laughs> lot of emotions. I mean, it lived up to... It surpassed, I think. Yeah, it may have surpassed. Yeah, it was I mean, like to have it was the, script writing type yeah, of shit. It was, yeah. I mean, to have those that like fifteen to twenty five minute spell when it was two nil one one, like in those two games, just like what is happening? Unbelievable. Both yeah. teams playing horribly, so badly, so badly, so bad. Worst yeah. probably of the season for both teams. Yeah. Just yeah, like insane. Insane. the bottling. Yeah, who's the uh, bottler? The pressure, Spider Man meme. <laughs> yeah, who bottles the bottler? It's just like <laughs> crazy, crazy game week. But uh, you know, said you deserve it. Come from yeah, behind, no, insane. Absolutely, absolutely. And then Leeds um, did it. You know. Yeah, well, that was never in doubt. Let's Leeds fucking winning. go. Never in doubt, well, especially yeah, because I, mean, I brought in Tony and you brought in Eric, and that kind of like I feel like that really cemented their yeah their place at that. Uh, oh yeah, know, I want Captain Erickson too. Yeah, so even even more so. It just seemed like, if not now, when? I might never get a chance to Captain Erickson in my life again. That's a so fact. I was like, yeah. another, see, once again, the unlocking of achievements by me this season has been all time. It's I just wish, been un- outstanding. That's one thing is that the goddamn analyzing sites don't, don't like yeah. keep track of. They don't keep track yes. of achievements. Xbox unlocking tra- achievements. Yeah, well, I track. wish we had a oh like. I wish I could give you a sticker for every one. <laughs> Just so so many. It's like like at like Ohio State where they have the Buckeye stickers. Yeah, exactly. Just yeah. With, like stickers all over. Exactly. It's like holy shit, he did it. End of the season. Oh can't even see your face. Um, yeah. So let's let's I guess quickly talk about our teams in thirty eight. So yeah, you capped Erickson. How'd it go? 52 pointer. Didn't get a goal again. Another fitting end to my season. Zero for my goalkeeper combo of Foster and Fuckford. So That's that was why I love that. I had a f- clean sweep of zeros on the bench. A not um, a back to back. I think back to back. What do you mean? I had the I same think, thing last week. Yeah, last week you oh clean sweep of zeros I'm on the bench. Fucking in form. Yeah, right that, now. I mean you're shooting. This the moon. is how I'm. I'm bouncing into. I'm bouncing high for enter, entering into next season. Yeah, you're Hol- shooting Hol- the moon. Broge. Hold Broge, cap, vice captain Hold Broge, <laughs> zero pointer. I love auto, your vice cap gets auto subbed out. It's like so sick. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, it was whatever. It was fun. But I, I like wasn't even thinking about FPL when the games oh, no. were happening. Not at I was all. just like, I just, it was so, yeah, so far away from my like mentality. But, yeah, I think um, for the first maybe. I had Jason and Nate over for the first maybe five to ten minutes. I was like, oh, yeah, I have Diaz capped, you know, because yeah. we were just talking about, like, the games. Yeah. And, so, you yeah. know, and then, yeah. like, from that point on, no fucks at all about FPL, which is a yeah. nice feeling. 
Yeah, it's nice, nice to have that. But uh, yeah, I mean, sun obviously, as we the most this, obvious cap yeah. of the and it's, season. It's so so funny, like the from going from like oh Kane double return and sun blank to like oh maybe this is not going to no house always wins. Yeah, house always wins there. Sun yeah. outscoring Kane, of course. Yeah, so, former yeah. team narrative in the mud. Yeah. So Kane. that's me. That's me. How about you? How'd you do? Over yeah, there? I mean, same. I, actually, way worse because I took a hit, so forty-four. But my hit. I don't know. I was kind of reverse jinxing by hitting out Coutinho. I was like, oh, it might be a little Coutinho magic. So I hit in yeah. Diaz captain for a blank. And I've also brought in Tony, who got a cheeky little one pointer. Um, you know, I told everybody in the gambling channel to put a unit on Tony Yellow. So that came in. <laughs> put a unit on Sun, two or more goals that came in. It was like everything we talked about basically happened. We just don't have, you know. We don't care, so we didn't Captain Sun and didn't bring in, yeah. you know, Vardy, whatever the fuck. Um, Joel Matip, just, you know, that's that's the one bright point. One of my only bright points of the season was Joel. I mean, just, he finished the season on two goals, <laughs> goal, goal, assist, last three game weeks. Yeah. Dude, fuck the last three Insane. game weeks. Just no, look yeah, since, back. like, game week 22. It's like, yeah, he's the best value like points per million in the game i think is what uh official tweeted at oh yeah yeah i mean he like, was a five million player he's fucking 170 the fact insane. that he got so many starts is just i mean you know no one they bake that into the price you know yeah, and yeah the perceived rotation i think that i i mean i don't know if i think if you put him at i mean this is ridiculous to like try and assume what towers is like goal is or whatever but if yeah. you put him at five five he's in no teams so, well, yeah, I mean, it's it reminded me of the thing that we talked about. And this was the Simicast season, right? Where you started with him? Or was yeah. that last season? Yeah, yeah it was no, this no, season. this year. Yeah. And it, I remember you being like, it's just like, why is he 4-0? It, it's, the, the price system like is inherently flawed, right? Because it's like all Liverpool defenders and City defenders, whatever, should all be like six. Because <laughs> it's just yeah. like, if they ever get the starting job, they're six. So it's like, Matip sort of falls in that category. You know, obviously insane history of injuries, but there's no real reason he should be five because if he ever nails down the job, he's six five, you know? Yeah. So I don't know. Good, yep. to, good to take advantage of that. So I finished, yeah. where did I finish? 168. 165k um you know considering i was 50k in gaming 30 it's pretty fucking bad but i also kind of yeah. punted the last two game weeks because i was just upset you know i didn't captain sun <laughs> and whatever yeah. so you know fuck it um pretty yeah. bad pretty upset about it but you did a lot worse yeah i'm on 419k it's my worst season ever almost 420k which would have been had a nice little i yeah, yeah i'm almost for that would have in my best season ever. You almost got 420-069. Pretty close. 420-069. Oh, I see. You could, yeah, could have got 420-069. position and smoke weed at the same time. <laughs> Fucking hell, dude. That's pretty good. Yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah, okay. I don't know. You just had a lost year. Um, yeah, so it is what it is. It is what it is. My brother's the team... Ride, the ride was ridden. My brother's team, obviously, I came from behind, won the work league, finished 59K. I, I looked at the... Jason, this was a guest Jason personal request. He's like, How many years do you beat your brother's team? And I was like, I think never. You've never done it. No, but I did one year I did. Every other year, brothers team way higher rank. (laughs) So that's that's sort of like that's just that's your real team. This is your Gumar team. That's basically the conclusion that I came to, which is weird but true. Um let me do some updates. 
Shout okay. out to the FML Final Cup the last winner. Last update of the year. Of last the update of the year. We have the Cup winner, Danny Sweeney, aka Ballon d'Oige. Get in. Insane achievement. Um, <clears throat> the tiebreak name one. The tiebreak name one yeah. landslide. So wait, what are we doing with? Because he's getting his jersey. But what are we doing with the top eight? We're going to do mugs to them all, or what? Did we decide? I don't think we ever decided. We need to. We probably need to do yeah. That. We need to decide like <laughs> this week and email everyone. So we need yeah. to get on that. Um, I think mugs mugs to the top eight is good. Sure. Maybe maybe even a cup mug, not one of the three normal. Oh, a ones. new a new mug. Maybe. Oh shit, that's kind of sick. We could do that. That seems worth it. Yeah, top let's eight. do that. Let's do top that. eight. Top eight. Top eight. Um, speaking of the mug, shout out to the mug winners for May. We got in first place Ben Rutler, aka Beep Beep Ribby Ribby. Second place, Andrew Holmes, a.k.a. Simply Ritzy D. Third place, tie between Michael Bolin, a.k.a. Large Mouth Brass, and the one and only Scott Ostiak. I don't know how to pronounce his last name, I just realized. But, you it's know, pronounced his, Bug. Yeah, his real name is Desert Bug, so that's all that matters. Um, and then shout out to the winner of the Public League, Sandra Hogg, Soldier of Sandra, same guy as last week. Finished 34th overall. It's okay. He's doing something. He's some, doing some good things. Okay. Where would you like to begin? Well, this is our postmortem pod, but it ends up also kind of being also more of like a pre hug. I think definitely there'll be some overlap and then there'll yeah. be some stuff that like a lot of people ask about five subs in discord and i was like yeah definitely. let's just save that for precog <laughs> you know yeah. like stuff like well, we that touch on it a little yeah bit. we can touch we can on touch it but yeah. yeah yeah but so yeah talk to me i feel like you have somewhere you want to start well i think it just i mean the my the notes that i have are in no particular order obviously yeah but uh we'll just let's just take it from the top baby hit me first note three simple words second season jack yeah, so I think second season Jack we should talk about also with sort of like new players because, well, we got this good question from Hardly Boys, so let me just read it. He said, how should we evaluate players who are new to the Premier League? For example, Sancho, clearly way overpriced, never really became an FPL option, while Kulu was way underpriced, instantly an impact player. Is this just because one system was constantly fucked up with Ole and Ragnick and the other had a clear plan with Conte? Does the league they transfer from matter? Bundesliga equals bad, Serie A equals good, question mark. How should the above affect our thinking with a guy like Holland coming into the league? So other recent examples, you know, besides Sancho Kulo, it's just, you know, Timo, Rom, Ronaldo, and Mo. Re- not well, that, that was a while ago, but still yeah, like he came in four or five years ago. Him setting the world on fire but yeah yeah and then i feel like jack is is like sort of falls into this right because it's such a drastic change of like role team system quality players around him all that shit and you know obviously it was very underwhelming this year yeah but am i supposed to answer (laughs) no i mean no i just let's just talk about it i guess i mean so what like because okay so we talked we did talk about (laughs) holland what was that two weeks ago or something like that and we're both kind of like yeah i mean straight in game like one team like 11 mil 11 five like automatic but like should we not be so certain when players are new to the league new to the team now yeah this is now like a this is a huge separate pod almost in and of itself answering this question i mean it's the the 
the worst answer to give that is the most correct is it's contextual. I mean, when you're analyzing something like Sancho compared to someone else, I don't, first of all, really see too much of a benefit to, to try and compare. Um, cause every player and every team with their manager and where they are in their career and their price, everything is yeah. like, it just matters to look no, at true. Sancho, you know? Yeah. And yeah, he had a lot of dings on his, like the risk profile or whatever you want to call it. Right. Really young manager, no clear vision team. Didn't really have preseason. His minutes weren't guaranteed. We didn't even know what position that he would be playing very different than what he was doing at Dortmund. Yeah. You know, taking the step up in the league. I mean, there were so many things that are just like, this could go wrong. And it did, you know, and it just, it did. And he never really kind of launched. And, but that doesn't mean like, I mean, obviously the Bundesliga is way less like in quality than the Premier League. That's not even close, but I mean, every other league pretty much is. So when a player is coming from a new league, I think, you know, I do think that the preseason genuinely matters. You know, you want to yeah. see like the, the team settled. You want to see and, and know that the role is clear and he's not going to be kind of jerked around. You know, you want to think about, you know, what is his role? You know, how does that look? What does that role look like? And is that an FPL? Like, there's just all these kind of things. So, I mean, looking at it in isolation with just generalizations is, you know, I guess just a way to kind of what questions you should be asking yourself is like a good procedure, I guess, or exercise. But yeah, I mean, looking at like Jack and I I guess Holland is, you know, Holland presumably will just come straight in and play nine. I mean, his biggest dings are he's never fit, right? Sort of he, yeah. he plays half a season or whatever and he, you know, and that's it. But when he is playing, it's prolific. I think, you know, we, we overlook some things like Pep system and how complex it is and how difficult it is for new players to just come into it, you know, somewhat similar to with Klopp, but, you know, that's sort of been, different i think because they've been bringing in higher caliber players and less projects kind of recently and they they can fit into they kind of see where they go so like you know with luis diaz or fabinho or tiago like they kind of just come straight in and they can do right, it right right but with well, jack tiago I mean, it was basically a year well, before he, he started being good he, he was, was hurt, hurt but also the team was re- that was the fucked up yeah. team year but you know like yeah, it might even be different per like role if you think about it right where it's mm-hmm. like jack you're being tasked to like completely change the tempo of manchester city and dominate the ball on this like insane you know rube goldberg machine team where you know maybe it's easier to just be diaz and klopp's just like go go get him yeah (laughs) you're gonna have all the space in the world moment on air and to take all the attention you know well it's also i mean jack was i mean with diaz i i mean he clearly just slots in and does this job and he knows how to do it very well and, you know, I mean, I don't watch Porto. Like, I don't know what yeah. the fuck, but I yeah. presume he that, played you know, that same role. Yeah. yeah. He was playing the same role. So, yeah. but, you know, with Jack, like you're saying, you know, he, his skills are obviously undeniable, but he's being asked to turn into a completely different footballer, not do some things that he was very, he's very good at everything he does, not do some of those things, like completely throw them out and do this exclusively, you know, right. like, 
what that left wing spot looks yeah. like for him and what he needs that spot to do or what he wants that spot to do. And, you know, he's showed some flashes throughout the season of playing that role very competently and very well, but it's also like the step up and he's obviously one of the dumbest people that lives <laughs> on the planet. You know, like he's very clearly like has some challenges it's, there. Yeah. He's on the spectrum. Yeah. Well, I, well, he, yeah, whatever. So we'll leave that alone for now. We don't want to get hit with a lawsuit. Fucking no, everyone's on. What? spectrum you know okay you sure <laughs> can you define that term <laughs> so he's you know but basically with pep though it's sort of like Cancelo. like like he has these kind of guys like that need to learn and train and be groomed and you know we have to see what the squad's going to look like obviously as we as july and august and training camp rolls around but you know, it's the, the one issue with Jack, I think, looking at him for next year is that, you know, he's, he's not guaranteed a spot in the 11. Like he's yeah. not like definitely in the best team. Like it could no. be Bill, it could be Raz if he's Raz. Is, so I mean, so we have to see how that looks, but I don't believe that, you know, they're going to just put a hundred million into this player, you know, and he's going to be like a squad player because he's too good for that. So I, I just believe that he's going to claim it and he's going to be there. I mean, Foden complicates things. It wouldn't hurt to see an injury somewhere else, like for Jack's FPL. Or a transfer you know, out. Or a transfer out, someone yeah. else leaving, like if yeah. Bilv goes. Or, I mean, Foden's not, I mean, Foden is, we, we, I don't want to spend like half an hour talking about this, but, you know, I mean, Foden is an issue because if he's obviously that center forward spot's missing now from yeah. being able to be picked, you know, he's in a, you know, he's in a, his best spot's a left wing and, you know, that's really all Jack, where Jack can play. He's, he wasn't playing in midfield at all this year, but I mean, basically where I'm coming from with Jack is just that I still bet on his skills and think he's yeah. incredible. Yeah. And he had just, he's just gone through, you know, the hardest year football. I mean, he wasn't hurt. He just had the hardest footballing year of his of his life. And, yep. you know, I think that he's going to just, you know, he's he's not going to play 3,000 minutes. No one in City does. But, I mean, he did quietly nearly hit 2,000 minutes this year, and he was bad all year. Yeah. So, you know, even if he goes up to 24 to 2,600 minutes, you know, that's only, you know, a few more starts. I think he's just going to be a good, a good option there. And I think he's one of those kind of guys that gets lost, you know, in the shuffle that, you know, is, you just don't want to forget about because he's not going to be expensive. Yeah. He's eight I mean, million I, this year. He I could wonder, be seven I five this year. Sits. Yeah. Like he didn't yeah. even 86 points. This is a joke. Yeah, I mean, he had no points. He had yeah, no he points. Had, yeah. I mean, he could be seven five. He probably wouldn't be seven, but I mean, he's, he, it wouldn't be really reasonable for them to put him at eight again after he had three and three. So. You know, I mean, but I mean, he could go down to seven. I mean, Bill was Bill started at seven, right? So yeah, I guess it's just basically what you're saying is like he's a potentially huge bargain that could have a really big like bounce back year, almost a post hype, right? All the hype was, yeah. I mean, that's what we want to find. That's what we want to find. And and you know, all the hype after the hundred mil, blah blah blah, city, and then he doesn't do anything, and then people forget about him next season. Yeah, I think that's very reasonable. With I mean, he's one of the best players in the league. And then everything you just said is. about Holland like does make me be like, huh, yeah, maybe maybe I won't start with Holland. You know, like yeah. it, it, like he ticks a lot of the same boxes as like he's coming from a farmer's league. They play totally differently. He gets wide open counterattacking space against pretty much every team in that farmer's league, in the aforementioned farmer's league. You know, like all of the things. Um that make it difficult. It's se- seemingly difficult for players to 
you know, adapt to Pep's system in year one or even the first yeah. half of year one or whatever still yeah. apply to Holland, even though, you know, he's yeah. generational talent. He's still just like yeah. a, a little kid. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it's, it's not really too crazy to think that he plays 1500 league minutes this year. Holland. It's po- totally possible. Yeah. You know, I mean, he, he obviously, they just w- fucking won the league without a striker on the team. He can do whatever the fuck with what he has right now anyway. Right. So it's not like, oh my God, they have absolutely no one to play. They don't have a backup striker and they, they probably will, but they didn't have an actual striker all year. They still won the league. So <laughs> yeah. you can't sit here and say, well, he's the only striker in the team. So he's going to have to play. Like that's not, that's, that's not that's, applicable that's a to that's this not team. A, that's not a, a data piece that yeah, you can and it's point like- to. They they're signing him for a long term deal. Mares yeah. can play fifteen hundred minutes a year and still be a huge impact. He was top goal scorer this season. Yeah. You know, like it, it does. You don't have to play every minute of every game to be impactful, especially in right. the city team. So right. it, it right. does when give they play, me pause. They have fifty five games a year. Yeah, yeah. yeah and I and think like, Timo, like you know, he's obviously he was, and he yeah. Well, he's, he's not as good as Holland, but he wasn't. As good, and he was considerably older, like two and a half years older when he moved, which, you know, isn't as good for, like, projecting potential and value and all that stuff. But, dude, his goals were ridiculous in the Bundesliga. Like, we're, you know, it's not like we're talking about, like, you know, he was a mid-table striker. He was the fucking best striker, second-best striker in the league to Lewandowski. Like, no question. Um, You know. Comes from yeah. that league. It's just so wide open. So many more goals. Yeah. It's just like well, the, yeah. And then I think pause. you know, yeah, yeah. No, it definitely it should give everyone pause. I mean, new players are just so uncertain because yeah. we don't know what they look like yet in this league. It it is significant. Like it is a significant difference. Yeah, from the other leagues in in Europe. You know, it just is. And you know, it just kind of comes down to how much risk do you want to take on with your with your investments here and. The other thing too that is plays into it, especially game week one, is ownership because yeah. you know you you know the community or the fucking app that tells you who to pick. If they're like you're dumb, if you don't have Holland, he's ten five. It's like fucking blah blah. And you look at the FPL page a week before deadline game week one, and he's like thirty five percent owned. <laughs> yeah. And we have a different conversation. Yeah, you should have. You should just have him tactically. You should just have him. And we'll have a different. I mean, that comes. That's less about the. I mean, that's which is you know why the game has its little things, right? It's that's more of like how to strategically play this game versus what we're talking about, which is I think more of like how will he actually perform? But like what we find fun, (laughs) right? 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 (laughs) Or whatever. But yeah, that's our problem. Yeah, that's Um, definitely an our problem. All right, let's leave that there for now. Yeah, I think we talked about enough of that. Yeah. Um, so next two things I had, I think, are kind of combined as Palace and Newcastle defense. Yeah. Um, what were you thinking about those? Because they got a well, lot of planes. Yeah, well, that's what I'm thinking about those. You know, both teams showed, you know, I mean, and this is for us year long, and and Newcastle, you know, really the last 10 game weeks or so. I mean, both teams showed just incredible competence in the games, really. And, you know, for us, it was a little bit more of like just dominating performances, but the four or five, I mean, they're four or five defenders. I, I don't think we're going to get hiked up to five. I mean, they're not going to just across the board price a bottom 10 team at five million defenders. Yeah, I don't probably think. not. Probably not. So, I mean, and I mean, Newcastle maybe trips is five and the rest are four or five. I don't yeah. think that they're going to be anything different than that. Yeah. 
And, you know, I mean, I know like Newcastle, their, their underlying numbers were a little bit, you know, at, at odds with kind of some of their performances, you know, but the bottom line is I also expect them to improve. But I think, you know, these are two teams that I think are very going to, I mean, the fixtures obviously matter a lot game week one, but just I think these are two teams that could be very exploitable next season early on as just, you know, good teams that we're not used to looking at as good teams right where you could start them or, and rely on them more than you know we have in in palace since palace have been promoted i mean this was the best season palace has ever had in the premier league i mean since we got promoted by like so by a million yeah. everything's yeah. yeah and you know in newcastle with you know we'll see what their squad's gonna obviously go through a lot of changes but you know like you look at dan Byrne should be starting he's probably going to be four or five you know i mean i think these are there's just two teams that just are good and yeah. four or five defender good options you know just yeah. to not like we probably aren't going to have to look much further than that. And especially yeah. when we start off the season, you know, and we, we usually do start off with cheap, more less money in defense, right? Sort of. Yeah. I mean, you have to, you're just like yeah, forced our into budgets, it by the budget budgets, restraints. Yeah. yeah. So I think, you know, you could have one, it may be, maybe one from each team or something, but I think that that's, you know, they showed a lot. I think this season, Palace and Newcastle to just be like their, their defenses are going to be solid, you know, yeah, solid. And- 10-ish, 13, 10 to 14 clean range. Yeah, and I, I think Brighton should be in the same combo because, you know, they... Yeah, I don't think so. I mean, they got the same number of cleans as Palace and they had just as good underlying numbers as Palace. Um, yeah. They're right there too. And, you know, some of their guys are going to be five. You know, Dunk's always five. Kukurea is probably going to be five. But, you know, Veltman played almost 3,000 minutes and used four or five all year and they got 11 yeah. cleans. You know, Lamptey, who knows what the fuck Lamptey even is at this point. He he can't stay on the pitch, but there's going to be runs where he's playing and he's going to be good. You know, Webster is also 4-5. He, he started a lot of games. You know, Duffy was fucking 4-0. When, when Duffy was starting, he was the best value pick in the game early in the season. To, yeah, for, you know, for their, a month or so there. And, I, and similarly, I don't really feel like they're going to get a price hike. They're just like a... Yeah, 4-5, like Classic, under-the-radar, yeah. kind of annoying team who keep a lot of cleans, so... Yeah, I think... I mean, I think the bigger issue with them is that Kukure and Dunk, I do expect to be 5. Yeah. And I don't think that they should be. I don't think that they justify that. I think Dunk could be, but Kukure really shouldn't be. He's not, like, an attacking... Like He just gets bonus points Yeah, somehow. he just gets a bonus... He's a bonus machine because he's so good, but, like, yeah. I mean, I think... I, I mean, I'm I'm so, like hurt by bob monster sanchez this year and like how many one goal games they they have like it's just i feel like you know even though that you know you look at their clean sheets and they did did keep them against like bottom three teams you know when you want them yeah. to because these are theoretically or, or you know you want them to be rotating but i mean potter also does mad shit like there aren't a lot of nailed players like you know you look at veltman like he's you know he 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 plays a lot so right you know maybe veltman at four or five is kind of the guy that you want you know, if he's yeah, if, if, he's if fit there's to start a four or five but, that we feel like is nailed, yeah, it's just a good game week one pick, just straight up. Like that's just a good pick. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's interesting. I mean, and same thing with Villa. You know, maybe to a lesser extent. Yeah, but you know, I mean, it does look like we're going to have pretty good four or five defender options again, which you know could be interesting and allow us to to kind of change tack. You know, into putting more money in in attack. Yeah. But, you started uh, you started Bob fifteen times, forty four yeah. points. Is that good? No. That's nope. not good. Okay. <laughs> 
That is not good. Yeah, you had a you had a tough tough keeper season. I, I do every I, year. It's insane. I, the numbers that I pulled, yeah, you do. You do every year, and even with your like late season haul. The, so I looked at numbers from my team, your team, brother's team, and I picked late riser as like the one actual good team. My goalkeeper points per game four point three four. Yours three point seven six. Very low. Yeah, it's not good. You know, I don't know what to tell you. I'm not good at FPL, so it makes sense that my picks are not good. It's great. Yeah, Some of I mean, them are just, pretty good. It is what it is. Your yeah. Defender well, points are game best out of all four of us. Well, it better be because I fucking spent half my budget on my defense all year. <laughs> but whatever. <laughs> whatever. Um, yeah. No. That's so a yeah. Good so one. I think those are those are just kind of some thoughts. Teams I think, to target. This, yeah. There's teams to target. Teams to keep a, keep an eye out for but, because you know there's there's point there's a lot of good. Defenders and points of, in there, I think. Out of those three, I think Newcastle are the most, like, they have the most variance because it's still Eddie Howe and they're still probably going to spend 100 mil in the summer or something like yeah, that. Yeah, well, we, yeah. I mean, from the time of us recording this, yes, we, they're going to, their squad will go through the most. Yeah. And it's upheaval. just like, we're, we're just, you know, one tick away from Eddie just going full Eddie and just being like an awful defense. Yeah. Who, I mean, I, I don't, you know, I, I don't know. I didn't watch that many of the new. I mean, I watched maybe I probably caught about half the game since how got there. Yeah. Honestly, I think he might have just like matured and yeah. he's just I mean, a he is, way he better manager. Young. Yeah. I think he might, that might just be what happened because he was so pragmatic all the time. Like he didn't do like dumb shit that he did dumb shit for Bournemouth all the time. To me, yeah. like it's yeah. just like watching them play and how he set them up and what he was asking yeah, is like no. really bad footballers to do and they just couldn't. <laughs> and he just kept doing it over and over and over and over again. It's, it was insane, but and, it felt like he really, you know, was just pushing the right buttons and he was yeah. playing, you know, I mean, there were some things that I could, you know, nitpick over, but generally speaking, I think he had a good balance in the team and. You know, and the players are better than. The, I mean, the squad compared to the Bournemouth squad is not close. I mean, this that's is, what I was going to say. Is the other thing is they never had a DM on any of those Bournemouth teams. They just had deep playmakers. Basically, they just had John Joe Shelby's at at every DM position. They never really had like a ball winning destroyer, and he found one in Joe Linton. And yeah. then they never had anyone even in the fucking same area code is Bruno Guimaraes like in terms of just yeah. quality like cuz yeah. he also wins the ball a ton like yeah. way more than most you know eight types cuz he's not a number 6 for them at all and then he's an incredible passer he moves he, the ball he's yeah. an incredible he, is he, dribbler is he like kind of like Gallagher type player I think they that's do it prob- in different that's ways probably a good comp yeah yeah like that's they probably do it in different comp. ways but they kind of like do the same thing ish yeah, I mean, I yeah. I could see that. That like makes sense in my head. His number one another, comp on yeah. on FB Ref is is uh, Nabby Lad. Just like really, yeah, just tons of pressures, tons okay. of tackles, and then all the you know goal scoring and passing stuff is just like top quality. Yeah. Um. Well, let's yeah. let's stay on this. Let's just stick with Newcastle because I had a few Newcastle pieces here. I mean, Bruno G is like, what is he? Yeah. Like I mean, I feel like I watched him play, and I was still just like, "What is? What are you doing? Like, are you? Is there an FPL pick in here? Yeah, or I are you just is. a shit house? Like, 
Yeah, genuinely, I think I think there is a real FPL pick, and he might he might still come in like super under the radar because I mean, he, he barely plays. I mean, plays. He barely played, but I mean, he's five million. I mean, is he going to be five million again? I mean, did he did he show too much in in these minutes with five goals? One is because his probably, goals, honestly, probably. to me, his goals felt like such luck, like just mm. like such lucky. Like he had the late runner. It was like the one time he popped up in the like he scored, like because yeah, yeah. I never really noticed him like in the box or like in the final third, like doing anything. Yeah, yeah. But you know, but at the same time, like he has five goals and you know in. 12 games or whatever like that's a ridiculous thing yeah i mean i think it's real but i think part of that i think part of why that feels lucky and you know i'd be curious to see what like hem dog thinks or someone who watches every newcastle game or whatever but i think part of it is like that is the role right he's the arrive late guy when like, the situations call yeah, for that. And, and so that's going to be the unmarked runner. Right. And that's also yeah. one of his elite skills is like loose balls. Like he yeah. picks up the loose balls. He wins the loose ball. He beats a guy on yeah. the dribble. He has a good yeah, chance. He's like, good, yeah. He's a good rebounder. He's, he does like pop up. He, he sees yeah. where it's going to go. Yeah, yeah. He sees where it's going to go. And like, you know, all of his underlyings are, are very good for that position. If he's a five next year, I feel like he's. Is that a soup check? That's a start every week. Eleventh guy. A soup check guy yeah, he's a soup. Like, yeah. yeah, like he. Maybe that's also sort of a comp. I mean, he does everything with his head. Yeah. But I mean, he <laughs> when he was, but when he was good that year, right? Not yeah, this year, yeah, he was yeah, fucking yeah. shattered. But yeah, you know, because he kind of like was the same thing where he would shoot twice a game but score every game. Kind yeah, of. I think soup is a better FPL comp than yeah, IRL. That's what comp. I'm saying. I'm, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, all. Yeah. That's all, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. No, I totally see that, and and. The the good Supier, he was what six or something, or no, less. He was not that much. I think he or was, was five. He, maybe he was six this year, and I'm confusing it. Let me see. He was six this year. Yes. So last year was the good year, and he was he was five, five last year. He had ten goals, two assists. Yeah, and just which like, you know, extrapolating Bruno G's numbers, that's about what he was on pace for. Yeah. So which I is mean, like a hundred and fifty, hundred and fifty point year. I love the Bruno G shout. I just okay. think you know. Yeah, I, I hope he just comes in under price is really the dream. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. He's yeah, definitely an interesting one. Um and then the other one I was looking at was just just John Joe. I was like, Yeah, looking I didn't understand at him, your note there. <laughs> well, so I was looking at I said in my note is, is Shelby the next JWP. I mean, in that what I'm kind of looking for, wondering about is like a player who bosses the set pieces and is actually good at them. I mean, to me, John Joe's good at set pieces when I watch yeah, him I think play. Is, yeah. I don't know if his returns, you know, dictate that. Right. But is, you know, is a five million, like a cheap, underpriced, in air quotes, FPL pick that can just spike one. Right. I mean, right, he doesn't right. stay fit that much, but, you know, I, I guess it was also kind of tying into just to me also wanting to talk about the value of being on set pieces. Because, you know, that's something I think we focus a lot more on at the beginning of the season. And then when we have less information, like known information, and then as the good picks emerge, we kind of like don't give a shit about it or think about it anymore, right, if that makes right, sense. Right, yeah. But like John Joe to me is like that kind of player who, you know, when... I mean, I've always been obsessed with him. I love him. I think he's <laughs> such a good player. You, you know that. I know that. But he's never really had... Two, he's had one one really good FPL season like nine, ten years ago. Right. He had six goals, seven assists in 2013. But I mean, he just looks to me like he's going to be like a five million pick. The team's going to be better. I mean, I'm not sure how 
how certain it is that he's in their 11. He might not be. It depends on who they have incoming. But I guess just like looking for that kind of 5 million-y type player who's on set pieces who could just kind of spike things. Because I feel like next year, again, we're now talking a little bit more of like with the five subs and stuff, you know, I don't know. I think that could be like a valuable piece to kind of find out like who that is, you know? Yeah, I mean, so with in regards with John Joe, I mean, I just don't think he'll be on set pieces. And I'm not sure he's in their best 11, right? Because like, tri- trips. trips. And when Richie yeah. played, he was taking that. Like, I feel like John Joe Richie's not, definitely not going to play. I know, like, no, but, trips you know, is, just Trips like, is fair. But I mean, Trips, trips he could be like, if he's five, a pretty oh obvious pick. He might, right? be nailed. he might be nailed on the team. And when be, you look yeah. at... There's that stat that I love for set pieces, which is just um, shot creating actions in, in, yeah. on FBRF. And you can sort it by completed dead ball passes that lead to a yeah. shot attempt. So yeah. per 90, number one in the league, Erickson, 2.31 shots Wow, per 90 created from That's set pieces. Number two, trips, yeah. 1.67. I mean, it's the literal, the class, the sheer class of the individual there. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. his delivery and the whip, the band, it's just, it's so, he's so good at yeah. it. And yeah. I mean, if he's 5 million, I think that's probably a pretty. Yeah. I think that's yeah. a great yeah, that's pick. That's a pretty good pick. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just like thinking about, you know, auto subs and that kind of shit. I, I do feel like we often end up on postmortem being like, Man, I could have just had this guy all year and auto sub and gotten way more points than I did. And you know, I had eighteen auto subs this year. You had twenty seven auto subs this year. My brother team had twenty three auto subs this year, and our points were fucking bad. I mean, mine was three point two eight. Yours was two point five nine. My brother's team three point eight two. His is good, but you know, it's like. We always spend every fucking point one million of our budget game week one, have to squeeze in everyone ever, and we never just get like the four five five oh guy who's just good and on set pieces and he's first on our bench every week and he just gets us a lot of points, you know, over the course of a season. Yeah. We never do it. I mean I I know, but I, I think that also is it's it's just easier said than done because yeah, yeah. the nature of those picks is that, you know, the five million, like, say, even if you start the season with the best five million midfielder, and you're right. like, my intention is to have this player be my bench shield, he's still going to return once every three or four games. Yeah. So you have to just get simply lucky with, you know, the game that he subs in is one of those, you know, otherwise you're just, well, it doesn't matter who it is. Sort of, you but know? you had 27 auto subs this year. That's not, not that's not bad. That's not one in four. You know, that's a lot. No, no, more no, no, no. Often. I'm not saying that. I'm saying from the standpoint of the five million player who returns one in four, like, oh, because I'm getting God, more. You're of getting games. an honest yeah, yeah, yeah. a lot more often no, no, than I, that and, is what I mean. Yeah. Well, that's fine because I'm fucking so bad and dumb. But I'm saying in general, <laughs> yeah, like, I, in I ge- hear as, you. Yeah, but so it's, it's like, like, and and the same thing too with the defenders is like. If you have the five million defender, you know, he's presumably like not shit. So you're more likely to be rotating that guy. And then, you know, your guy's on the bench because he's as a bad fixture, you know? So, I mean, those yeah. are the kind of things with the defenders makes it hard. I mean, having, having an outfielder that's not a defender being the shield, like makes more sense, but it's hard to get, you know, a player who actually does still. I mean, and that's again, this is like saying like the best one, like Suchek yeah, in yeah. that year when he's five million, you know, it's the best one and he's still only returning one in every four yeah. or whatever. And, yeah, yeah. you know, so it's just, it's just, that, that's tough. I mean, I think short of that, you know, taking this net further would be, you know, you have to really go up the price ladder more. Right. And be committed. If you really to, want, if you really, yeah. returns. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, 
it's probably something that we should consider if we're getting over half the game weeks we're getting we're yeah. using an auto sub then yeah, it's probably may, worth yeah. considering being like okay i'd rather yeah. have two six o's than an eight o and a four five yeah which may you know and i think we can transition this into kind of the I think team structure wise, I mean, I think every year we try and look at this, right, to think about it. And, you know, that could also just be the five, five forward in the game, you know? Right. Because the cheapest, we, we cheapest see, nailed yeah, forward. We're seeing, I mean, this year, like Dennis had that ridiculous run. He was five million, but, you know, we, we've been seeing them price, you know, five, five forwards. Like that's a thing, you know, we, we yeah. have that in yeah. the game. And maybe that, that million is worth, you know, you just have that guy as either your second or third, you know, if you have two or one starter and then your, your bench guy is like, that's the guy that you just put there, you know, and that could be, that could work out. Like if you, if you have that with a four O defender and, and some other piece of shit yeah. Yeah. or a rotator and a four O defender, you know, maybe that's, maybe that's where you look because I think you're more likely to get a return from the five, five striker than you are to get him from the, you right, know, five, especially five because five midfielder. Especially because I mean, I'm using like Pukki as an example, but sure. we're, they're the worst team, right? Everyone knows they're the worst team. They're obviously going to go down. They're dog shit. He's six zero, nailed every game, plays yep. every game on pens. Yeah, like, that is who you want. Perfect. Yeah, because even he if he's up, yeah. at Man City and he's auto stepping in, they could just get a pen. They could yeah. get the one random goal. Like it's a pretty good chance. Yeah. Yeah. And he's, you know, he's six million. He got 14 returns, 142 points. I mean, literally 11 and three, the exact same thing he got when he was <laughs> yeah. up last, which yeah, is kind of really I mean, weird, actually. <laughs> really, yeah. Really funny that that happened. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, but I still think it's just, you know, we play this game, right? We look for, it's like we hope for the best and we also kind of only plan for the best. Right. <laughs> we don't right. do the thing like we do in the rest of our lives where we, you know, we, we plan for the worst, hope for the best. Right. You know, cause we look at it and we tilt our head. We're like, well, they, surely Pep's not going to not pick this guy. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, cause he's, you know, he doesn't have another, duh. so, you know, so then it's hard to like do that. But and yeah, it's like, I yeah, know. I mean, I, you look at Mitro and Dom, right? Like they're both going to be six five, but for Probably. maybe the striker for the, the third team that comes up, whoever wins the final, like maybe that's the six Oh guy and he's on pens and we should just fucking blindly get him and just, he's our bench guy and just yeah. like try that. I, I, I am really interested in trying that. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that too, I mean, from the structure standpoint, I mean, forwards this season were yeah, historically, forwards. historically bad. I mean, it was really astonishing how bad the forwards were in FPL game this year. Other than Kane, who nearly hit the 200 point mark, you know, you're getting what you pay for there. He's 12, you know, he's a fucking premium ass asset. Everyone else was just really bad. Like you didn't, no teams really were starting more than one forward once we got to kind of game week 30 or so when we, we kind of, I mean, some, maybe some had Vardy and someone else, but you know, generally speaking, it was just, it was all in midfield and defense. Yeah. What do you think? I mean, do you think that that's just like a one-off and this is something you can't really learn from? Or do you think that there's some more yeah, trends let me, here? Let me ask that we got two forward questions. Friend Neil said, Trent scored more FPL points than Kane, highest scoring forward in the game in fewer minutes. And he started 7-5 to Kane's 12-5. <laughs> How should Towers fix this? Do, do they make Trent 10 mil, give strikers more points for goals? Any other suggestions? And then Harley Boy said, do you think that the fact that three of the top five scoring forwards this season being from the promoted teams was a fluke of the season or something that should be considered for future seasons. Is Mitchell coming back up the ultimate test case for this one last time he was so disappointing. So, I mean, yeah, I, mean, I think it's more a reflection of like just where football is, right? Like I think um, that, when yes. they made 
FPL, and obviously they've never changed it. Small four, independent two, three, company. One. Teams Every play team four two three one everywhere. Four two three one or four four two. There were no yeah. other formations. One being the goal scorer and the other being the off guy. Yeah, and every yeah. forward is on pens also. Yeah. That was yep. just default. Forward takes Pretty pens. Much, yeah. They're all the top goal scorers yeah. for every team. And they just haven't adapted. So yeah. now the you know, unanimous two best teams in the world and two best managers in the world don't play with the forward. <laughs> pretty much yeah and so all their players are midfielders and they are the ones that get all the points and the goals so starting there and also is basically a midfielder yeah and kane you know compared to son is deeper and, yeah, and all deeper. that stuff Son's and, is more of the striker the, the forward than kane yeah you know some mid table teams like play with a striker and i think that like it's a little bit it's a little bit I don't know the word, not hindsighty, but you know, like Antonio, you look at 140 really bad, but there were patches when Antonio was a god, and there were patches when Vardy was a god too. I mean, if you got him when he came back, he ended the season like on fucking insane fire, and he started the season on insane fucking fire. He was just hurt. Um, You know, and Ollie ended the season really strong, Rich ended the season really strong. So there were still patches when forwards were good. I just think, yeah, overall, there wasn't. There was no like glue guy forward unless you just had like Pookie as your eleven player or something like that. And I do think that that is probably the way forward. You know, unless some of these guys, unless there's like some transfers or some of the teams that underperform this year step up next year, which again would be like a Villa, a Newcastle. You know, if like Arsenal get Gab Jesus and he's still eight five or nine or something like that, I think there's there's a window there. But yeah. yeah, as of now, I think it's like the best teams aren't going to have one. So except Kane. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, yeah. I think that I totally agree with everything you said about the way football's moved and the game's kind of not adapting. I, I think yeah. it just you know we also this season were robbed of Bamford didn't play all year, DCL didn't play all year. I mean there were a couple of players who didn't you know who just like just were injured and you know yeah. didn't didn't do the things right. that That's they huge. did last year, which is you know that that you can't really adjudicate for, but. Yeah, I mean, it's it more the reason why there are so many cheap and mid price forwards like in the top is just because, like you said, right, they, they don't exist really anymore. Yeah. And, you know, I think we need to really completely overhaul the way that we view, you know, our three forward spots. And, you know, they do, I think the game does have an issue in terms of like that four or five forward spot because in the midfield, they, that guy at least plays, you yeah. know. Every game. And they're nailed. Yeah. Yeah. Like. And it was, I mean, four seasons ago, it was anathema to not have three strikers. Every yes. team had was three, yes. you know, three strikers. Even, and, you know, as the years progressed, then it was like three, five, two is getting a little more popular. Okay. Until like, yeah, everyone was kind of playing three, five or four, four, whatever, two yeah. into now. I mean, this season it was just, you know, one striker mostly. So, I mean, it's not very good for the health of the game for every single team when you only get to have 15 spots to have one be a literal non-playing guy yeah. who doesn't play. Yeah, like, it's that's a big not problem. Fun. That's not fun or good. And so, I don't know. I mean, they're obviously not going to do anything. We're just talking about this from a meta perspective. But from an actual, you know, real-life FPL perspective, you know, I mean, we... I think you, you need to just kind of think about that when you're setting it up, you know, just because you're you're basically with 14 players. So... You know, this is a. I'm glad that you brought up the formations stuff though, because it's 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 good to me that you recognize this because you did not apply this to your team this season. Your most common formation was three four three, 
and that was your least scoring on average formation. That's because we just hold Broge in this in this house. Yeah, I mean that's it. I mean I don't know what to tell you. Hold Broge is just a failed science yeah. experiment. That was, but, I mean, but I wonder how many of those times I actually started my lineup as three four three. It was probably less than. It was probably like oh, I see what three you mean. times. Yeah, I'm not. I don't to be think honest, like I'm after sure. yeah after Halloween. I don't think I did that once. I don't yeah, think I'm I like sure went into that, my team and started three four three. I'm not sure how that's yeah. counted on these on these websites. Well, whatever but it is, it's still interesting that like. Yeah. Your your three four three average was fifty nine point four. Your four four two average was sixty three, and then your two highest scoring were five four one and five three two, and those were both seventy five point four average yeah. points. That like that's yeah. an insane difference. Sixteen more points a game week to three four three. Yeah, yeah, that's good. That's good. I don't but, know what to um, do with that, but it's good. Yeah, no, it's just interesting. Yeah. But yeah, yeah I mean forwards, man. Um, it's just and like, I think the it's promoted just not, forwards too. It's not though. fair, you know. Like that's. Like I, you know, I don't want to sound too whiny, but like Sun is getting 18 additional points for clean sheets over Kane. Yeah. Why? Yeah. <laughs> like he doesn't do anything he's defensively. He's, forward, he's, he's further forward. forward. He does less yeah. work than Kane. Yeah. Easily. Yeah. You yeah. know, and yeah. it's just like yeah. it's it's not balanced. And he gets an extra point per goal. And it's like, yeah. yeah, well, they balance it because Kane's on pens and he gets more BPS per goal. That doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> like, yeah. in the scheme of things, that doesn't add up to this huge discrepancy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's one of those. I mean, I think it's also, I mean, just looking at the forwards is, you know, we see Pookie third, Tony fifth. Yeah. I mean, and Dennis, you know, six, even though he basically didn't play for the last two months. I mean, yeah. he just that was a crazy thing. But, you know, I think it's minutes matter so much when like the midfield or the mid table forwards are just kind of like not that good, you know, and they just, there aren't that many options. Like you're, I I feel like, you know, sure. You're going to look at little fixture patches and say, Oh, okay. Well, like Everton are playing these four, have these four good fixtures in this six. So I'm going to get like rich or whatever, like fine. But just broadly speaking, I think if you don't want to kind of, Peter totter and, and use transfers around the fringe of your team on these these cheap forward spots. Cheaper is just kind of better, I think. Yeah. Like it, as yeah. just like a big significant rule of thumb, like they if they're underpricing the promoted forwards again, like they did, like they seem to kind of always do. I mean, maybe it's just you just go there, you know, and you don't think too much about like, oh well. You know, is Watkins gonna like fucking? Right. It's like, no, he's not worth a million more than any other starting forward in the game because right. he's the fucking worst one. The so only, like, the only, yeah, like, and like a, that goes hand in hand with what I was saying is that all there's a lot of guys that were good in patches. It's yeah. just that none of them were good for the season. So it's like, and you okay, can't catch they, that. it's the end of the season. Like, blah 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 has two doubles in the next three game weeks. Okay, get them. You know, that's when you yeah. get them, and that's when you captain Vardy or whatever the fuck it is. But overall it's like yeah you would have been better off just like if your two strikers all season were pookie and dennis and all of the rest of your money was in midfield and defense you'd have been way better off not even close not even close and i think and and the other thing too on this one right even with kane which i think is you know was a blind spot for a lot of us is that sure you know he was getting points and he finishes up with you know almost 200 points he basically he sort of he earned. Do you earn? Is that earning his price? Twelve yeah, five for, so. for not one ninety two. Yeah, I mean basically. Yeah, yeah, basically. No one's captaining this player, right? So right. you know, from that standpoint, when you're looking at okay, Sun's cheaper, getting more points, and everyone is captaining Sun over Kane. I could go from Kane to Tony, 
and save six million and put that in like three other huge upgrade. You know, we we were definitely too slow, I think, to really look at that more objectively and say, you know, well, we're not really losing much by doing this. In the yeah, I mean, game. I think that was like us being old school getting yeah. punished because I did look, I, you know, I remember I said I wanted to look at the underlyings. Like, were we actually like missing something, right? So the Conti game weeks before game week 29, so his first 16 matches for Kane, 14 for Sun, Sun missed two games. Their points were basically equal. The underlyings were way better for Kane. You know, four shots per game to 2.2, 0.59 non-penalty XG to 0.42. You know, like it was just Kane was clearly the more likely to score goals, but the FPL points were basically equal per, per game. And then from 29 onwards, last 12, you know, Sun's numbers are just ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. He's still shooting about half as often, which is interesting. Kane is just such a shot monster, but XG 0.62 for, for uh, Sun non-penalty, insane per 90, and Kane 0.47. You know, Kane a little bit higher on the XA, but like, fuck fuck XA when midfielders get more points for goals anyway. It's like ridiculous. And yeah, but like I think you it's, said, yeah. it's just the It's the not price. only that, it's like, like yes, price. all of the under, yeah, like the price, the difference from going from 12-5 Kane to, I mean, even, maybe you go to a 4-5, you know, I mean, you could do that and just start your 6 million guy and just, get like another like get De Bruyne all like you know I mean when you're I think the captaincy thing is a really huge thing I think from like the strategic standpoint of just the game of just absolutely if if the field (laughs) yeah but like I don't I mean I I didn't it didn't I didn't think about this during the weeks when we're talking about Kane or Son or whatever I think the numbers sort of support where we were coming from because in those first 16 games it did feel like and the underlying supported that Kane was the better cap. That was a real thing that really happened, you know? And so it's like that. That's why I'm like, yes, we didn't react fast enough, but also it was really tough to react. And I think the actual mistake we made is that we should have had both because at that point when they're like, I I picked gaming 29 for a reason because that was like their big, like that was their first double. And that was when they, they started humming you know, they just beat Leeds 4-0 and yeah. Everton 5-0 and, and everyone and was getting... Blank, and Sun blanked in that double. Right. Both games. <laughs> uh, and Kane returned in both of those games. Right. Yeah. And so that's around the time when everyone was were getting Spurs players. And, you know, of course, Sun owners were fucking whiny bit babies over the double. Like, oh, he's so good. And, you know, and we were probably like, oh, Avi Kane, you know, we're fucking geniuses for getting Kane over Sun. But I think that the... It's a lot harder, like, in the middle of those stats happening to be like, Sun is so much better than Kane because Kane is still just getting points. You know, he got six and eight in the double. He got 13 the next game. He got three assists the next game. You know, like that's not a player that you really transfer out. I think where we did, where we were too slow was just like, holy shit. Like we need to just get both. Like Sun is on fucking fire. And like, we need to just do anything on our team to get both. Yeah, no, I, I hear you. I hear you. And I mean, I, I do think too, though, I mean, we we were kind of stubbornly saying like, well, Kane's still getting points. Like, that's just what we were saying. It's a fact. And we both had it. It's a fact. But watching the games, 
there we were both very it was very clear that sun was the danger man sun the was big the goal chances scorer. all sun, that yeah, shit Kane was is sun. dropping into midfield and sometimes they're countering and kane's not even in the fucking tv screen i don't even know where yeah. he is like <laughs> yeah. he said he made the pass in midfield to spur the counterattack. he's nowhere near right. getting any points right sun's all you know, so i think that you know that and that's you historically usually when we don't have our biases playing into it which is you know fucking a joke we always do but that's like that would be something where we're like oh yeah well obviously why the fuck would we have this guy we get this guy we don't have this guy yeah with this guy. yeah yeah and we just didn't we just didn't do that i guess but i mean i think another thing too is like just looking at sun as like in a macro kind of backing up sense i mean it's difficult to do this because they did have a they were a tale of two halves this season with yeah with the, the dumb i think that is also what manager. hurt us that hurt it, us. Yeah, because it's again, it's just harder to adapt mid-season to be like, yeah. this team's pretty bad, but I'll just get Kane to like, wait, Conte's turned them into probably the third best team in the country, and they're yeah. putting up XG close to City and Liverpool all of a sudden, and we should be yeah. treating them as such. It's hard to make yeah. that adjustment. That's Yeah, I, I, I see. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. All right. So yeah, Sun, Spurs, tough one. Yeah, that's a tough one. But I mean, Sun's obviously going to be fucking probably twelve million next year. Yeah, he'll so. be like twelve or something. Yeah. yeah, we'll see if that's worth it. So, so another one next next. Yeah, we're just going think- through Walsh's no subject email to me. I love it. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> why, cl- why would I write a subject? Why would I write a subject? Why do people they- write subject lines? So you know what the email is before opening it. But so what? What if the subject like you're going to open it anyway? It's from me. Yes. So like, this is a circumstance where I think no like, subject is fine. But like, if I but got they, an email from my gas company that said no subject, well, no, I, I mean, I, if it's spam or not. But in general, I think people, I think people put subjects like it's too much. It's too much. If I it's agree, someone it's in much. my address book that I've ever emailed before, I'm going to open the email no matter what the fucking doesn't matter what the fucking yes. subject is. Yes. I'm going to open yes. it. Fact. Fact. All right. Whatever. So. I think this happened like kind of like around game week 30 or something where we were kind of talking through transfers and, you know, just from just like a, a philosophical standpoint of, you know, not necessarily when you're doing a single move because those I think are a lot more clear, but when you're doing a double move and you're looking for a guy in a specific part, like I need to get a forward that's six, three and under, I need to get a defender that's four, yeah. nine or under, like something with your budget that you can. And we, and we get those questions constantly. All the time. Yeah. If you're looking at like every fucking team in the league on the FPL page to like see how, Oh, do they have this? Oh no, this guy's five, two. I can only afford four, six. Like, Oh, is it this guy? Like, no, no. If you're doing that, you're probably transferring in a really bad player that you're going to not want to have in after the weekend. Yep. So I think because I this has happened to me millions of times since playing this game. You've never it's, played FPL if this hasn't happened. Yeah, to you you. Are, you don't play it. Yeah, you you don't like look at it like we. I mean, if you're listening to this pod, you fucking know what we're talking about, obviously. <laughs> but I think like that is a moment I think where you need to just like slow down and stop and like take a step back and just be and actually ask yourself like, what the fuck am I doing right now? Yeah, because it. I, it those are the kind of decisions that make your team awful. Like right. you do that once or twice. And then all of a sudden you're looking at your team in a few weeks and you're like, holy shit, I have all these huge issues. Like I can't, I never want to yeah. start this guy. I, and that I this midfield. And you're getting, cause you're getting players you don't want. You're just getting players. You're that spending you, that transfers on players you don't want who are bad. Yeah. And that's when the good teams are like, Oh, I'm double moving in like son and Kev. 
And you're like, fuck, I still have, like... Yeah, I still have Livermento who's injured or whatever. And I'm still starting him weekly. Like, I'm sorry, I'm holding Broge because this fucking dumbass podcast, I'm going to hold Broge. And now I'm I'm holding Woot and Broge. It's a nightmare. But it's like... (laughs) No, but I was glad when I saw your note because I also had almost the exact same note. I said, if the move is hard to figure out, just don't make it. Yeah. And and part of this, like, this whole postmortem to me... Building off the fact that my brother's team absolutely slaughters my rank every single year and I spend five minutes a week on that team and hours on my team <laughs> is that I just want to like know what our biases are and then try and combat them. And one of the things with this where you can't find a guy and you're trying to find a guy and you only have four or three of her defender and then you talk yourself into some fucking shitter on Newcastle and he's terrible and like doesn't even start and like whatever. Part of that is just like, that's removing the bias to me, right? Because on my brother's team, I would just never consider that because I'd spend five minutes. I would just be like, oh, I can't afford this guy, so I'm just going to save. Or I'm just, (laughs) I can't get this guy. Oh, so I'll just do the midfielder move and not change my defender move. You know, like it it just never even comes into play when you don't overanalyze and overthink it. Yeah. And then you don't, and then you end up with more free transfers to use on more impactful positions and you end up getting less guys who fucking suck. (laughs) So good. Yeah, it's good. I mean, for me, I I really want the. I'm going to try and do it for next season, but I, I want the thing where I write down my like Monday move or like my yeah. Sunday move and just be like, I'm thinking about getting, you know, fucking Cancelo, you know, obviously I'll have Cancelo, but whoever it is. And then on Friday, I just want to be like, okay, so I'm going to take a minus eight and get in fucking <laughs> Mitro, Solanke and fucking Holland. And then I'm going to look at my notepad and be like, wait, I was just going to get this guy. Why the fuck yeah. am I doing that? Yeah. Yeah. No, that's good. That's a good, that's good to do. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, couple nice. guys, couple individual guys just that didn't, didn't finish on the high notes. Neto. Baller. Good player. He's a fucking good player. baller. Good player. I mean, Wolves and, were and legit so good. It's, <laughs> and it's it's like, I mean, I'm like happy that that happened, but also like, because I wrote that note, I mean, I fucking wrote that like three weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. And it, you know, he, had, he scored the goal against Liverpool, but I mean, he's, he should be back to 5-5. Five, five. I mean, he got a big price like this year up to 6-5. I mean, yeah. he didn't play. But that was also kind of your bank, like you're betting on the come, I think, on that. Cause he had 13 returns the season before. And, you know, they just put him in at 6-5 and then he got the hit. Despite the, him the, being out for the season, basically. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah the, the injury, I think it happened like right around when the pricing came out or oh, something. Really? I, don't, I don't remember. Something like, I don't remember exactly the timing, but I mean, he's, you know, we don't know who the manager is going to be or what the squad's going to look like, but they could buy 20 players. He's in their best team. He's, he shouldn't even be at Wolves. I don't know what the fuck he's doing at Wolves. Just someone to remember, you know, just yeah. someone to remember. He's yeah. Wolves, you know, we, we shat on Wolves a lot all season, you know, rightfully so, because they're fucking annoying as fuck. But, you know, Neto's just a, a really good player. And he's just really someone I think good. just, you, you know, just to not forget about. Yep. And same thing, same thing with, uh, with Chilwell. You know, I mean, yep. we have our recency bias kind of thing. You know, he's been out for a while, but I mean, you, you know, you just, you just fucking click on him. You know, we got, you know, everyone kind of had him, but, you know, he played like 
six, five games, he just scored a goal every week. And he, he could have had way more points. And he had three goals and one assist in six games, six starts. <laughs> Dude, he, sh- fucking, he should have had more than that. He actually should have had more than that. It's a joke. It's hilarious. It's a zero, 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 eight, 15, 12, eight, two, nine, zeros through the end of the season. Then he played one minute in gaming 38. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is, yeah, you I can't mean, forget about him. Yeah. And it's not only that he had those six games where, but I mean, I test wise, like, Oh my God. Best defend, maybe best defender in the game. So, you know, if they still have two, two show and, he should be seven million. They, he won't. He really be. should be like Trent Robbo price, but he won't yeah, be. He, he won't, won't be. be. So I, he's he's also one of the. I I feel like I already picked my team basically because there are so many players. I'm like I definitely like trips like this. Well, like I could definitely. I I think he's like going to be a ridiculous asset. What's you our, know, he, what's your backline? Trent Cancelo, Trips, Chilwell, and uh, four or five on Palace probably. Yeah. Sounds yeah. good. I mean, you think about like the Marcos A role when he was like prime FPL royalty Marcos A. He was like seven some years, right? He, he was like six five or seven. And he was seven once. Yeah. Usually six five. He six, should five. be six five. And Marcos A. I, I expect will be six five. Who's, you know, way slower, older, not as dynamic as Chilwell. Look at how he ended the season. You know, he got three yeah. goals and an assist in the last, you know, yeah. nine games or something like that. And, yeah, I mean, there's no reason Chilwell will be playing the exact same role to a higher level. Like he, it, he's he's definitely one for game of one. He's next also, season. I mean, Chilwell's also. I thought he was terrible when he was at Leicester. Oh yeah, he's we so, we were so off on but him. He's like gotten a lot better. Like he's actually improved. I mean, he was very young when he was at Leicester, but I like watching him play. Like he, I feel like he's actually gotten better, and I think he's very good now. Right. And I don't usually change my opinion on players. Which is my my problem also. That's just a me me problem, not not to put that out. But yeah, he's so he's he's someone also just to not forget. Yeah, I mean his XG. It's kind of funny. His XG in the nineteen twenty season on Leicester, he scored three goals, was point zero four per ninety. And they and were it, yeah. That's, and then his first season at Chelsea, it goes up to point one per ninety. Like that's a big difference. It's a, more than double per game it's almost three yeah. times per game and yeah well i mean he was made because that's the thing he was, like, playing similar to Alonso. he was playing striker yeah he and at lesser he never did he never came inside you know, he's yeah. playing his wing he's doing the things the thing. the he's doing knows what chelsea are gonna do next year they're like what well they're, they're gonna well, play the I same mean, fucking formation no and i mean he's gonna be the left outside back, so. of chillwell i just mean like yeah. who's gonna play forward who's yeah, gonna play no, midfield who who's who the, where's reese but that's gonna play but that's but reese too i mean if reese is playing right wing back and chillwell is playing left wing back i mean those are two just incredible picks yeah they are they are. They're just incredible picks. So we're just spending, you know, fucking fifty million on our back line and we're gonna have a five five and a six oh in the forward line. I mean, I'm yeah. I'm not saying that's wrong. I'm just yeah, saying no, that's, I what mean, that's what I'm lining up to be, right? Yeah, now. that's what I would like imagine doing. Because we'll Lord see. knows they're not gonna they're not gonna adjust the prices of no. Trent Robbo no. despite and well, Trent, Trent, like as Mo, I think Mo slowing down like really, really hurt Trent. And then Hendo not playing, you know, on the right also really, really hurt Trent for the last, you know, I don't know, ten game weeks. He wasn't the same player, but he just like casually hits twenty. I mean, two hundred points, like no problem. Everyone has him from game week one through game week thirty eight. He goes up a million over the course of the season. Are they really not going to price him higher? I don't think they've ever priced a defender at eight million in the history of the game, right? I mean, yeah, maybe one Baines here, one like 
Terrier or some shit, but I mean, they they can't ignore the fact that they started him at seven five and he went up to eight five. That's <laughs> like, what I mean. Like literally, yeah, like everyone in the game had him the entire season. It was never even a thought yeah. to not have him. I mean, he should at minimum he should get an increase to eight. Yeah, minimum. I think you know. I mean, he, eight five is it's still probably underpricing him, but he. Sh- I would if I was making the game, I would put him in at eight five. I mean, it's not difficult to construct an argument that he should be 10. Well, I think the the way that that's difficult is that it just kind of breaks the structure of the whole game relative to the other players in their pricing. Because you're not going to be paying 10 for that one spot on defense, I think, when you have to, you know, you have the whole back five that you have to, you have to sort out, you know? Mm -hmm. Like the trickle down that that has on the rest of your team is, is just so great. And you yeah, know, no, players, but you know like... we don't we don't captain defenders, so you know that's also I think a consideration. But the other thing too is that more importantly is that they don't price players to decrease you know their ownership. They price players so people can start playing in game week four and just put players they know and they like in their fucking team because they don't give a right, shit. They want right. us to be, find out who the Budweiser king of the game is or whatever. <laughs> Like they yeah, want more, just, they just want more clicks. So it's just like if you if you're a 200 point per season midfielder or forward, like you're like 11 minimum, yeah. up to, up to 12 five or 13. Yeah, I mean, Kane's 12 five, and we're talking about like did he earn his price? Meanwhile, Trent started us at seven, <laughs> seven five. He gets the same more points. So I mean, that that's a five million difference, and we're like, yeah, it's that's ridiculous. That's yeah. insane. Um. Another else, one I what think. What else do you have? I mean, Bamford also. You know, I think uh, we want to watch. Yeah, yeah, and, and and you know, DCL I think also to a lesser yeah. extent. You know, I mean, I think Bamford is is a lot more. He's way better. I think he's just a way better player. And you know, DCL we still don't know necessarily. You know, if the system and the and the team isn't built towards getting him the ball in the penalty area zone if he's going to be able to get be a good fpl pick but you know there's still just those are two names who basically didn't play this season two seasons ago were incredible yeah and you know just not to forget about them because you know we don't we don't know what they're going to do with their prices but you know i mean bamford was eight million and i don't know i mean they they might just put him back out at eight million again right which would probably be reasonable i would hate that though yeah i mean it's hard because, like, what's the, like, is there a, a good case to be made for decreasing a price just because the player's injured for the season? Cause he's the same, like, he's kind of coming into this next year almost as though he came off his last, you know, the 2020 season right. when he got 194 points, 17 goals, 11 assists. Like, it's not like he played and was really bad all year. Like, he played, got returns when he played, and then just was hurt all year. Yeah. Right. I guess the I guess the main argument would just be the team is worse. Yeah. Right. Because they're coming off that he's coming off that season when Leeds finished what ninth. Yeah. Right. That's true. And then they are a team now who last day by one point or some shit. And or they have two a new points. manager and yeah. there's more more question marks. I mean, either way. And Raf probably won't be there. Yeah. I think. I mean, I think he's just such a good player. Yeah. And he's, I think he's, he's fucking great. Yeah. I think he's also just a good if he's fit. Even under Marsh, and they lose Raf, they get this or that. I mean, say that he goes down to seven five or seven. I mean, he he he's good. You know, he's just a good player. Yeah, yeah. It'll be it'll be all price for him, right? Because yeah. like again, we just talked about how bad fucking forwards are. If yeah, you know, so like, do you want to spend a million more on him than like Mitro? 
Yeah, or one, or a million and a half. Metro could be right. six five. He could be eight. Like that's yeah. too much. I think that's, that's just unreasonable. I, I agree with that. I agree yeah. with that. Yeah. And then last one on the individual player, I think I want to just touch on is Eze. Yeah, I mean your your yeah. boy. I mean, he was starting to get a little bit of his kind of you know his shit back, but he's another one who I think on you know you were mentioning that set piece delivery number. He's fucking insanely good at delivering set pieces and, mm-hmm. and it's it's annoying as Elise is also and you know he's right as is right footed at least right, left footed right. but you know I mean when he takes them they're really good and I think that's the kind of thing for him that will help you know buoy his his numbers but you know he he had four and eight last you know the year before then you get the injury he's just someone else I he think is just four and eight yeah, dude. Jesus, I don't remember that. That's a fucking yeah. ton for like a 19-year-old debut season. Yeah, dude. No, he I mean he's he's legit. He's really yeah. he's really good and he does, you know, he doesn't he's not like a volume player for FPL. I think it's more of like when he does the thing, it's like a big chance. Otherwise he lo- loses the ball or goes out of bounds or whatever, you know, kind of <laughs> kind of guy. Yeah, yeah. And he doesn't shoot a lot, but I think he's he's another player who, you know, he was 6. I I don't think it could possibly Price him over five five, but I think you know he's just someone I think you want to just I mean, monitor that's... to see his fitness and and looking at it. I mean Olise as well, you know. I Olise was going to well. say though, like that's your answer to the like John Joe segment that we were talking about. Like if Eze comes in five five and he's just nailed in the in the midfield, like that's, there the you go. Is the, yeah, the issue is the nailed. The issue is I mean, the I, nailed, but there, there's going to be a lot of shaking up. There's still yeah, a lot of see. contracts running out. Gallagher's yeah. going back to Chelsea, so like he could be nailed. Yeah, we have to see what the squad looks like. He see. could be. He could yeah. be. He definitely yeah, he could, could be. be. And and Olise, I mean, I think this the Pal- Palace is, is a very interesting team. It's, very it's, interesting we, team we with a lot, lot of about them. potential options. Yeah, yeah. we, we yeah. have to spend a lot more time about them talking about them when, when the squad shakes out. But yeah, I mean, it's still the same thing. Kind of we, we touched on a few weeks ago. I think with just Vieira's the the thing that's been difficult is that he just fucking changes players all the time. He just yeah. changes the team all the week to yeah. week, different team. And it, yeah, yeah. It's it's like. It, it sort of reminds me of like Stevie G a little bit because it's sort of like he's experimenting for his sake. You know, it's not like he's, you know, he's not Tinker Manning. He's not Pep Letting. I feel, I genuinely feel like he's no. experimenting and trying yeah. different pieces in different places. So he has a better feel for next season and, Absolutely. you know, what he needs, you know, and, and same with Stevie G. So there's a world where yeah. like, there's a more nailed 11 next season, but we just don't yeah. know if that's real well, or not. Yeah. Well, the other thing also that's, I think, interesting with Vieira, because I don't feel like it's very common that the manager has the same, literally, we have the same formation all year. He yeah. didn't change the formation once. Yeah, yeah. But he changed the personnel so much. And I, I mean, feel like yeah. he actually, I think like training's tough and he, wants to know which combinations are the right solutions for the specific problems that the op- opposition like is presenting. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. And I feel like that's kind of how he sees this whole thing. So he might not have been learning as much as like he was telling us, like this is the team I for see. this yeah. team. Counterattacking, felt- away from yes. home. Yes. These are my yes. guys. Like, like, like yeah. And, you know, sometimes it's needs must, you know, player goes down here, player goes down there. And, you know, you have to, people are deputizing or wherever. But like, that's kind of how I was viewing him with the team selection throughout the season as it, as it, as it came at towards the end. Right. So, you know, but, but no, yeah, our squad's going to go through a lot of change again. I mean, Martin Kelly already gone. Too soon. 
Too soon. Liverpool, Martin. great. <laughs> Dude, he was with us for so long. I know. <laughs> um, all right. So what else we have here? So I think, yeah, defenders that take corners. I think it was an interesting one because Chilwell was the subject of a lot of discussion this year or in the offseason last year because he had, you know, 150 point, 11 assist season, um, season before. When Wait, he was you're talking million. about Cresswell, Cresswell. Cresswell. What did yeah, I say? Yeah, Chilwell. Chilwell, sorry, yeah. Cresswell. Cress, all the Wells. <laughs> the English Wells. And, you know, he, he got hurt this year. They played two games a week. It didn't go well for West, West Ham. Obviously, we we all know that. But you know, I mean, he he went from eleven assists to four, a big decrease. Yeah. But I think just just wanted to revisit that and see what your what your temperature was, temperature is on on defenders that take corners. I mean, really, we have like Dean doing it. I mean, it's also the trips. There's just not many. Yeah, doing it, do, it. it doesn't. Yeah, I like almost want to ignore the, the, the defender part of your question because it just goes back to what we were saying where I think we do just undervalue the good set piece takers. We we undervalue Ericsson. Trips is going to come in underpriced. Yeah, Trent and Robbo are ridiculous and never get overpriced. I mean, someone like JWP, like obviously he's too expensive, but if if there were a world where someone who takes every single corner and plays 90 every single game is five or five five or some shit like that like that is just gonna be value especially i feel like more and more we're seeing teams with like you know the set piece specialists who you know outside of like you know obviously liverpool and city score the most in in like every category or whatever but then there's just like brentham it's just like oh my god they're like so good and creative on set pieces like we need to pay attention to this you know versus you know Man United never ever score on set pieces and don't really have anyone to take set pieces, you know. Yeah. Like, so who cares if Shaw does it sometimes? Right, like, I don't care. It doesn't improve. Telesh his... is nailed for the next two game weeks. Yeah. It's like they're garbage. So yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's just it's just something that we should take into more consideration. But I do think it it's like it has to be someone who's like really nailed because that's the only way that you're gonna get the value from it. Over right the, it's over like, the time. Over time. yeah, over time. Um, you have to be committed to holding. And you have to, to be committed it. to holding. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, that, that's the reason I mean, why Sun. I think when we, yeah, well, Sun takes the corners, but yeah. I think that's the reason why we were looking at it from a defender standpoint, because it's the kind of thing that might like jump a player who's not like yeah. at the Laporte or the Trent level to right. underlying consistency where even in bad fixtures, you could start them because they might right, pop right, an right. assist and, you know, they might keep one clean in the eight games against the top four. But if they get one or two assists, then you could still kind of get away over it. Yeah, but, yeah, that's um, a good shout. Yeah, but yeah, yeah so, I think I mean, it's, it's yeah, we have it's to look at but, looking at because that could be like Dean. You know, maybe he's back down to five. You know, I don't know. You know, yeah. maybe that's also just like yeah, that's a they don't get another. They they bought him for a fucking shit ton. So I mean, you know, maybe that's another good yeah. you know five million kind of shout. But I actually I'm interested. I know you said it as a throwaway comment, but JWP. I know you fucking hate him. I but, really despise him. Yeah, I mean, he finished on. 159 points. It's Last serious. year, it's 156 serious. points. I yeah. mean, why is that overpriced? Six five. It's. I guess it's not. I just hate him. Yeah. But I mean, is is he it, it does is he someone that we overlook in yes in hundred like, percent us or we have always what do we look for? I mean, for long time listeners of the pod, we have always overlooked the guys that score all their points from dead balls. No matter it's pens or corners or free kicks or whatever, you know, it's Millie scoring 10 goals. It's fucking yeah. whatever it is. You know, we're, we're always going to overlook that because 
it's not like as reliable or dependable, right? I mean, pen pens are a more extreme example, but like AWP t- took pens this year, right? Did they get one this year? <laughs> That's the better question. Did they get one this year? I mean, I think he took pens, but I'm not like a hundred percent sure. I mean, it's ten yeah, goals. They weren't yeah, all yeah. He did, yeah, yeah. free kicks. Four, four, four pen goals. Yeah, four. So. Pe- I mean, he didn't have pens before. Yeah. So maybe that's a thing that dude. I mean, he might be just like a good pick. (laughs) I mean, we've I don't think I've ever owned him. Literally pains me to hear that, but he might just be a good pick. He plays every game. He's not gonna, and I don't think he's gonna go up in price. He shouldn't, right? I mean, like no one like owned him. He never. He price dropped over the course of the season. Yeah. Despite having his by far best season in terms of goals, he's ten goals. He's an interesting. He's interesting. Yeah, I mean, it's like with pens, a team can vary between getting 10 penalties one season to two the next season, you know? And, and that that's yeah. just like, there's nothing you can do about that. It's not predictable. It's not anything because it's the same team and the same players. But like free kicks, corners, like every team just gets a ton. Yeah. I feel like, you know, like yeah. more or less they're within the same range yeah. that this, they were but, in previous. So yeah. with him, it, this, it doesn't matter almost. But that's a concern, I think, like what you're talking about with Man United is like they don't score fucking offset pieces. Right. Like right, they, right. Look at who they, they fucking solid. They don't have Vestergaard anymore. So, right, you know, right. he, he puts a fucking floater up there. It doesn't, nothing happens. <laughs> so, you know, that is, a, that is a negative. We'll see what their squad looks like next year. But I mean, dude, but it, it's 160, though. I mean, he, he's so consistent. And, Bednarak yeah, somehow pens. scored you know, four pens. goals. Yeah, the pens yeah. is on something pens that like I kind of I like, kind again, of forgot he took I'm, pens. Yeah, that's what I'm. That's what I was going to say. Like I'm, I'm fully comfortable admitting that I'm totally biased and completely hate the player. But I did like sort of just miss that he was taking pens because anytime he scored, I was just like, I get the fuck out of my face. You know. I mean, if you, I mean, if we walk into the season saying like a bottom ten player midfielder takes all the set pieces including pen like this is like grob kind of right, right, like, right. oh yeah it's a good pick like and grabs my team all the time pick. and he plays every he plays over three thousand minutes every year like that's a good pick that's a straight up good pick yeah that's, Jado, Adam, that's the JWP, definition Adam of to my team blue guy good pick right awp adam to my team all right well this is actually there was a sort of a question that i think is relevant to this from bry and voldy I said, is it better to carry a less involved player from a higher up team rather than having high involved guys on the relegation teams? Yeah, that's um, he said, reasons. for example, a Jorginho or a Conte or ideally a Rodri type in the long term over a Puki or a Weghorst or similar. Voldy followed up and said, are players like Rodri ever picks? He ended up with more points than Smith Rowe, but I don't think he was ever on anyone's radar. You know, Rodri started 33 games. You know, David Mooney says he's the player of the season for Man City. He scored seven goals, 3.85 points per game. So, like, you know, if, if either of us got that as our auto sub, you know, we'd be, we'd have a lot more points. That's like 25 that's, points or so. That's like, yeah, it's like a full point yeah. more than you got on average. Like, 25 is a lot of points. Um, yeah. You know, he scored seven goals. I mean, I think that someone like a Jorginho nailed on pens, whatever. I mean, maybe he's not nailed anymore, but. Used to be nailed well, on pens. Was, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it sort of reminds me of the JWP thing, right? It's like if you yeah. can find a 5 or 5-5 five, five who plays, starts every single game where they're fit and is on pens and ideally also on set pieces, like that, it has to be good. Yeah. Yeah, it has to be good. I think it, it does depend, though, I think a lot on what you're expecting from that player in your team because... Mm-hmm. 
like George, right? He's not nailed this year. He wasn't right, not nailed, nailed this year. Yeah, not nailed. So, so it you doesn't know, matter. Factor looking, in. yeah. But like, yeah, with Rodri, I mean, he's five five. He, he he's doing it in open play. You know, I mean, seven goals open. He's play. He's a corner a machine. Yeah, yeah. He he does, and he's he scores some bangers from outside the box. I mean, seven yeah. goals is probably the highest you know it's you're going to hit. Her with, he'll ever get. I feel probably, pretty confident saying prob- that. Yeah. yeah, probably, probably. But but yeah, I mean, when you have the set pieces, I mean, that is something I think that you know is really important to look at because it just it just gives you more opportunities and more routes in for the points i'm so, so excited for the preseason yeah. pods where we just get the like cross section of like who's on pens and set pieces and yeah. underprice and just be like we're, bo- we're both just gonna be on like the guy we're gonna have jwp in our team gimmick one calum wilson jwp calum on pens yeah i'm gonna get another beer one sec yeah no problem um all right so where to next i mean we still have millions of questions but we can also push push some of the questions to the post post um yeah well only i only have a few more okay go go um so i want to talk about lester i think for a moment Okay. okay um i mean basically we're just looking at you know a team that this year got completely ripped apart by playing, you know, Thursday night games and with the squad. Yeah. That couldn't handle it in a manager who, you know, Gucci belt. <laughs> and tons but of injuries. Tons of injuries to the back line, which trickled down into the front, you know, a yeah, lot yeah. of issues. And the yeah. squad's gonna go upside down up the fuck. You know, yeah. it's gonna look completely different when we look at it next year. But I expect that they will be underpriced. And I agree. You know, they're gonna like this is like the perfect storm kind of these years where you have a team that you know is going to come back into playing once a week which is really where they should have been you know we were talking about lester is like they almost made top four i mean like a top six team you know and you know just again you know the recency bias of the season where they were so bad all year basically from an fpl standpoint to just kind of we have to i think recalibrate to looking at them as like okay they're they're gonna have really good picks and good assets in fpl again they're gonna be more consistent the team selection is gonna be a lot more consistent so you know i think just to to look at it like that you know and, and similarly too with like west ham like don't forget what happened with last time. Same thing's going to happen next year. Yep. You know, avoid. Start hot, maybe, if they have good yeah. pictures, and then probably safe to just not get yeah. their guys. I'm, I mean, Bowen is a completely different case, but and, yeah. And honestly, you, I think this, this, I just want to also add in that I think this applies to Arsenal and Spurs, too. Like As of now, Arsenal yeah. have a smaller squad than any of these teams. I don't yeah. think Thursday's going to be kind to them at all. And Spurs, I mean, there was always the thing, people posting like Conte with five days to prepare, five days rest. They're fucking like the most unstoppable thing ever. Well, they're never going to have five days ever again for the rest of the yeah, next season. So pretty much, yeah. unless their squad gets bigger, I think that's a concern for them too. But yeah, yeah I mean, I was just going to point out Maddo. I mean, dude, he yeah. started 28 games in the Prem. He had 12 goals, 11 assists. Yeah. He had a fucking insane season. Like yeah. just I mean, getting he better up with four and goals better. and four scored every game. Yeah, like he, you know, he's still only twenty four. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah he, he might just, just be coming into his prime. Yeah, he's just entering his prime, and he's seemingly yeah. just getting better. Also, Vardy, Vardy's just going to keep amazing. scoring until he until stops he's, scoring. Yeah, until he's not at Leicester and he's like retired. He just when he's fit, he's just an it's amazing. Ridiculous amazing fpl pick yeah and we i'm like we laughed at starting the season with them a lot of people were like i'm gonna start the season with vardy and then move to rom or you know move yeah. to ronaldo or whatever the fuck like 
Look at last, how he started the season. Yeah. 5, Amazing. 2, 12, 2, 8, 11, 8, 8. Like, he is just a machine yeah. when he plays. And the he ends the season in the same way. Yeah. So, yeah, I, so, I, I just full stop agree with basically everything you said. I, yeah. the, outside of those two, though, I'm like, I'm not sure. Well, you know, we like, don't, I don't know what this in this year. Yeah, we don't know what the squad year. is. <laughs> like, I just don't know what Harvey Barnes is. I've always rated him very highly. He struggled he's, to get starts. Yeah, he's someone who Broj just doesn't know what to do with. Yeah, he doesn't know idiot. what to do with him. And yeah. then, like, you know... Nacho the squad, slash the Nacho squ- slash Daka, like no idea yeah, if either no, of I mean, them are ta- ever gonna play. You know, no, I mean, talking about more, yeah, past this, like let's look, yeah. we'll do this later because yeah. the squad's gonna be so different. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, just yeah, yeah, very good. Um, and then Antonio, you know, tough Talk one to with me. Antonio, I think, because you know, I mean, we 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 looked at him. I mean, I, we both had him, or I had him. I didn't him start early. with him because I'm a fucking I started, idiot. You know, you know, the first three games, like I started with him and shit and. I think everyone sort of held on to him for too long. Um, you know, it's easy to say that in, in hindsight when right. I, you know he had, he had these burners the first three game weeks, and then he just he had a goal in game week six, and then you know pretty much kind of stopped doing everything. But yeah, I mean, he. I feel like we we all, the first few game weeks I think we're like a little bit lucky, but he's his role even looking back towards last season, like he kind of just like runs that channel, right? He kind of. Like, Play center four, but he runs out like that channel to kind of go to pull the center backs, go left to get yeah. the space for the on runner to come in the central position. Yeah. And I think we were like almost, I mean, he still finished the season with 10 goals, 10 assists somehow. I don't know how that happened. He somehow almost played 3,000 minutes, which for him is he's never even come close to approaching. He that, played, so. he also played, I want to add, he played 4,300 minutes if you include the Europa. If you, yeah, I mean, he was fit all so year. That's and that was a joke. Amoy's, yeah, for him, like, he should will never not again. ever approach that. Yeah. At his but age think, and shit. Yeah, but I think it was just, you know, one of those things where it was like his role didn't really like scream out, I'm a good FPL pick. But historically, when he's played striker for West Ham, his points per minute or whatever have always been really good. Yeah. And I, you know, I don't remember or know them that intimately or Antonio's career that well at West Ham with Moyes, like to see if there was like a very big difference in, you know, what he was doing before when he was getting into what he was doing now. But I don't know. It's just, he, like when he was blanking, I was like, yeah, of course he's, of course he blanked. Like he didn't look (laughs) anywhere near getting points at all for the remotely close. Right. Like he was just like the decoy and he's like, kind of, I feel like he's kind of always been that way, but he he found points in the past. Yeah. I think, I think, it's funny when this happens. It's it's a good thing when this happens. But I think basically what you're saying is that your eye test matched his underlyings because it wasn't like he in the past, right? You said like whenever he started, whenever he got minutes, he shot points. But that wasn't like a fluke. Like he was also putting up like the best non penalty XG in the league two seasons ago. I think like higher Zero, than Mo, okay. like higher than ever. Like he was just yeah. a fucking god at getting sitters in the box. That was his thing. Yeah. But by yeah. the time it was like mid-ish season this season, the shots fell off. He started getting no XG or 0.1 XG every game. It just literally was not the same player. He ran out of legs. You know, again, he ends the season. It's, you know, 0.9 XG against Frankfurt yeah. gets a goal. One XG against Norwich gets a goal. Uh, you know, he gets another goal. It gets a kind of fluky banger against Brighton, whatever. But like, Early season, he was doing all that Antonio stuff. It was 0.8, 1, 0, 0.4, 0.1, 0.8, 0.9. Like he yeah. was being 
what the player that we thought he was. I just honestly think we need to pay attention. And this kind of applies to Mo too, to when guys are just being flogged for minutes and just, they look like they're being flogged. Yeah. They they drop off. Yeah. I mean, I just genuinely think he just didn't have legs and he started basically every Europa game for them and Premier League game. I mean, it's interesting. I mean, you're saying that. And, you know, I'm just thinking too about Antonio and also Mo. I mean, they're, they're not like Ozil, right? Who just like creates chances and flits and floats. Like they're, <laughs> they, their legs are an enormous part of why yeah, they're big unplayable. Asset. Yeah. So when those, yeah, when they do start to go and they do get that like, nanosecond slower like it affects them so profoundly right. whereas other players in other positions may be able to compensate and still still get their points you know yeah right. i mean with these specific ones it might be di- you know like bamford he doesn't rely on his fucking pace like he just kind right. of he doesn't move right like players like that so yeah it's, it's interesting to think about that but yeah, it's I think important it just, i mean it, it, you like uh, kevin is another i think really good example right sure, like sure he barely played at the beginning of the season and he got COVID and he looked washed and slow and like all that shit. And like, you look at how he ended the season. Like, obviously he shook that off and got going, but you know, next season, Mo is, this is like the first summer he's had off and he's not playing Egypt and make the world cup. So he's going to have winter off too. I'm like, okay, that's, this is the Mo season where he just scores 40 or something, but you know, it matters a lot. Yeah, no, it does. It does. It does. Yeah. All right, and then last last one I think was was Gordon Gordon. Oh yeah, fueled. you love this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's your boy. <clears throat> I mean, we have like with with Gordon. I mean, you know, he he didn't you know score a billion points, obviously. <laughs> but I mean, he's a four or five. I mean, he did fin- he finished on a hundred? But he's a four or five winger, four or five mid playing wing. You know, I mean, historically that. They don't usually make mistakes like that. Yeah, like four or five usually... is only DMs, DMs on like bad Jack teams. Yeah, yeah, like these are this is Jack Cork position territory. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you know, I think you know when you see a four or five player <clears throat> who's playing in a a wing position. I mean, that's something to take note of. I think that's also kind of why I was like, I started to see like Gibbs White, right? Where I'm just like, All right. You know, he, he out fucking <laughs> loaned yeah, out like before, yeah. before game week two or whatever. But, you know, when you're looking at the four or five picks. It's like, well, which one of these are actually attacking players? And, you know, they do throw a few in there. They, they yeah. just do because well, they, they, they have interns picking the, the game and shit and they don't know who everyone is. And the reason Gordon was four or five is because he played 87 minutes the season before. They didn't know who he and was. And he just wasn't even a player. He was just like, they a, yeah, they, yeah, they didn't know who he was. They're like, oh, this is like Dobbin or something. Yeah, but a hundred doesn't sound that good but if you just think about the fact that he only started 25 games that's four points per game that's yeah. really good that's really good. <laughs> that's jwp points for four well, five. that's that's george boyd points let's go yeah. so yeah i mean of course if it, i think it's more it's less that like we can identify these guys before the season because they're no, always going to be so not you, nailed like nobodies yeah. but it's when more they what, happen it's more when they have been adjust yeah. this guy's to start every week yeah, and it, it's, you know, you don't want to start him every week because he's still not going to get a lot of points every week. But, you know, he's someone that you could look at and say, okay, well, it affords me this and this here. Yeah. So I'll take that little hit because having him instead of 
Saka for two million isn't as good as these other guys, kind of thing. Right, 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 right. And you know, I think I think Ramsey too is like a little bit of an interesting case because he was more of an eight. But I mean, he had he had one hundred nine points. You know, six that's, goals, one that's assist. Crazy. Yeah, he but he was so also much time too. He well, he didn't miss so much time. I think. He, yeah, he, okay. He, he started yeah. most games. He started twenty nine games. So yeah, yeah, not that much. But still, really good. A really, really good, good point total. Really yeah. good. But I mean, he's not a winger, but. You know, he definitely attacked more than, you know, your normal four or five. But yeah. like just when you, these four or five midfielders who don't play DM basically is what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. Those are just amazing picks. Like even Brownhill, right? I mean, Brownhill yeah, is great pick. Yeah. I mean, he finished with five returns and he got a lot of them late season and he was a little bit more of that eight than, than six in the, in that team. But, you know, at four or five, you know, I mean, he, he, he did end up finishing with pretty disappointing. You know, he's not someone that you want to start every week, but, you know, Gordon playing at wing. I mean, it's just, it's ridiculous to have a four or five winger. So I think just, you know, if that happens again, I think we need to really take notice a little bit. Right. And the other thing with Brownhill is that. He started taking corners. So yeah. he ticks that previous conversation of like, yeah. okay, here's a four five who's not a DM and he's on corners. Like, that's ridiculous. It doesn't matter yeah. if Burnley are the bottom three team in the league. It's still just yeah. like, he will be value mm-hmm. and there will be blood. We haven't even mentioned yeah. Burnley are fucking relegated. Let's go. Yeah, it's great. I mean, hopefully they go into administration and they, they don't play another game the rest of their, their, their no, lives. Noel said, but. who do we hate on now that Burnley are gone? And then Bug said, give me the list of top five reasons why you're grateful that Burnley won't be in the Premier League this coming season. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, I mean, we've talked about this, right? But I mean, once Dyche left, I just yeah, don't, was, don't give it, a shit about that. It was so you know? much less hate. Yeah. Yeah. And it wasn't even like, I think Dyche is a great manager. I think he did the best thing that possibly any human could have done. Yes. I mean, Yes. He left and they got relegated. I mean, he was a big part of why they got relegated, but it's just watching them play is just not fun. Like it's not watching football and, you know, they still get those random games where they're the Monday night game. And, yeah. you know, that's the reason why I hated them so much was just I hated watching them play. So when Dice left and they have been me managing, they were just fucking loosey goosey <laughs> wide open. Like they were just a joke of a team. And like, I love that. I want all of the, teams I want to be like all that. the bad teams to be that. So it's yeah. really easy to captain and they just get destroyed every week. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But yeah, no, I mean, yeah, the, no, they're fucked. They're not going to be up for a long ass time. Their team is so bad. They're going to get they're, fucked they're in, in like the championship. Some sort of financial hell too. Yeah, I don't they know. Like, like loaned against the club or something. I yeah, mean, they, yeah. Their team literally, they lose two or three of these good players. They're, Maybe a mid-table team in the championship. Who, who like they're do you think a bad gets, team? Who do you think gets bought by Premier League teams from their team? Well, right Pope now? is gone. Pope's Pope has Pope has to. He's the obvious yeah. one, right? I Pope's mean, he's the most obvious. He's still English is England's best keeper. So, like, he's got to yeah. go. He's obvious. I don't know. I haven't spent time thinking of like what a good fit is for him, but no, maybe, maybe, yeah, I don't know. It doesn't matter. But uh, Pope's gone. Um, Cornet, I imagine. Yeah, there's no way he stays. Yeah, I don't think he's going to want to play there's 50 no games down way there. He stays, yeah. Um, I don't know what's up with Veghorst because he stopped playing at the end of the season, but he is low key. I mean, he's like, he's getting fucking Netherlands caps. You know, I mean, I, yeah, don't, I don't know yeah. if he has a release clause or what, what he's looking at. Relegation but, clause, maybe. Yeah, relegation. I, I mean, it's just hard for me to imagine that he's going to stay and play a full season in the championship and not get, I mean, they're, they're not going to get promoted next year. Um, so I, he's, he's one that I'm, I'm, I'm one, I'm yeah, curious they have, about. They have some young guys too, which you never associate with Burnley, but like that guy Collins is only 20. 
You know, I mean, he's, he's a fucking center back. Like they, they have yeah, no. He's they, pretty good. Roberts is twenty five. Like yeah. he's pretty good. He could play on one of these newly promoted teams or whatever. You know, like yeah, he wouldn't be bad for Palace. <laughs> like he would yeah, just we were, be yeah, we your right back. Yeah. Well, I think. I mean, I think it, it's both of the things of like who wants to stay and have the challenge. But I mean, their their squad yeah. looks like it's it's it's, it's so just bad. really bad. It's just it's a so really bad. bad fucking team. So I feel like they're going to be in the championship for a little, really long time. It kind um, of reminds us how actually amazing Ashley Barnes and Wood were for yeah. a bunch of years. A few years, yeah. Like, they, their whole, all the tactics were just throw the ball somewhere forward and Barnes and, and Wood they, will do the stuff. Yeah. And they're both just going to have double-digit goals every year, two on four. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Somehow they may, they find somehow a way. they just do it. And yeah. like Barnes got old and bad. Wood got fell off a old cliff and, and also left. Also maybe old and bad. Yeah, also know. old and bad yeah. and got transferred. You know, Woot is whatever the fuck Woot is, and they just like can't can't do anything anymore. Yeah. But yeah, no, they're they're a mess. They're a mess. They're a mess. They're an absolute shambles mess. And I just I I, I like I like the story like the story of these kind of rough and tumble teams from these little towns with like, you know, they get promoted and it's nice, but like when they overstay their welcome and they're producing such bad quality, I just, I can't stand for that anymore. You know, I just, it's it's just so, it's so upsetting. So they're gone. I mean, it's, it's amazing that they're gone, that their, their brand of football will not be watched next year by us, obviously. And, you know, we get some fresh, fresh meat. And so that's great. It's just great. Um, all right. What else, what else are we talking about here? Um, that's it for me. That's all I got. That's your notes. I mean, like yeah. I said, we have millions of questions, but I also had some topics. I mean, I think, yeah, what do you got? I think that one thing I don't really have the chart pulled up, but it's something, it is also sort of like a precog thing that I just wanted to get up. But Voldy at one point posted in the stats and link channel on discord, just a, basically like an injury chart. Yeah. Of all the teams that, you know, picked up the most injuries and picked up the least injuries. And, we were looking back and it sort of predicted some of the huge progression and regression in terms of like teams who over underperformed, right? It's like leads go from ninth to 17th. They fucking had like the most injuries, like same with like Everton, whatever. And then there's other teams like palace, like no injuries, basically everyone fit all season. It's like, that's a dangerous team. Cause if they just regress to like the mean of injuries, then the, you know, that, that hurts. So, that's something that I definitely like next season want to make sure I, I think about and look at. Um, but how do you like, what do you mean exactly? in as the season's unfolding, like not teams really that are injured, as the you season just wanna... unfolding, but more in like our preseason evaluations, uh, okay. but we're thinking of like, you know, Oh, this team like leads the year they finished ninth. I feel like they had no first teamers got hurt. No one really important, right? Like Calvin just started every game. Bamford started every game. Dallas started yeah. every game. Like yeah. no, no one got hurt ever. And that's just like, that doesn't happen. You know, like that's just luck basically. Yeah. So is it just sell quicker when the team starts falling apart? Because yeah, it's probably because it's, but it's always going to be luck based when you have these teams that have small squads. Yeah. Yeah. But there's always a couple of them that don't get injuries. Yeah, but I just, it's also like in the, maybe in the preseason, and I don't, again, I don't have the chart in front of me, but it's like, okay, maybe there's, I'm just making up a team. Maybe fucking, you know, Brighton had no injuries this season. I I don't even know, whatever it is. Maybe we should like 
downgrade all of our evaluations of their players because that's just very unlikely to happen again. You know but what I mean? Like the team will a, be worse. Yeah. But that's where getting a transfer every week helps because if they, they start the season where everyone's fit, it's like, okay, well, they're fit until they're not fit. Right, right. And we should, so yeah, maybe we it's should just, just adjust. Pay more attention to that. Yeah, and adjust more quickly to rash of the injuries team, in the midseason. The team, the yeah. team performance. Less if your individual player gets injured on the team, but if, if they're falling around them, then it's right. Like, but then, but then it's a fucking raft. Like he had that spell where he was still in everyone's team even, and doing jack shit. And he was getting fucking points every week. It was insane. It was, that was so infuriating. That was, yeah. I mean, we he had, looked we like had the worst thing ever, but he kept getting points. Yeah. And they were genuinely the worst team in the league in was that like period. A pen or he what? got, he got, I mean, he got four pens. Yeah. I mean, that's huge four for pens. someone like him. Yeah. That, that right. like were in that stretch, I feel like that was like all of his points. Yeah. <laughs> or just like yeah. a random fucking pen or a set piece that was a cross that went in the net or something. It was just like, Jesus yeah. Christ. Um, I want to talk about just chalk a little bit. We got some questions okay. about just like following the sheep, following the, you know, what everyone else does. Um, Tio said, so you may know I'm known as someone who tends to go for rogue caps. I've been doing this for years and consistently finished well below average cap points, usually by a couple hundred. Next year, should I just cap the most cap player every single week? Um, B-Rob said, with information so readily readily available now and models like FPL review on the rise, it feels like FPL is increasingly just about following the numbers. Is there still space for humans to have an edge over the algorithms? Where do you think the opportunities lie? And then Nostradamus said, are fun picks and good rank compatible? Are fun picks are fun picks necessarily risky? Um, I mean, I feel personally attacked by these questions. <laughs> it's really it's the game. I mean, the, the, it's we painful. aren't playing, but this is the true statement of the game. You know, I mean, yeah. it's we're not just like watching and picking fun guys and like doing well. Like, if you don't do the things, then you're not going to do well. I that's basically it. think that's true. It's true. I mean, it's yeah. very true. It's I mean, just, when, that's true. I think where to answer B. Rob's question of like, where did the opportunities lie? I think what I, one thing that I've kind of learned from looking back at your season and my season, I don't think the opportunity lies at the beginning of the season. And we really yeah. fucked ourselves at the beginning of the season. We, yeah. like, I have, I made like a little thing where we went against the chalk captain like the majority of the first 10 game weeks of the season. We were capping all over the fucking place, and we lost points almost every time we did it. Um, and at the beginning of the season, part of that is just like, like we were dumb and bad at the game, so we think we know a lot. But the truth is, we know nothing. Like All yeah. we know is Moe's good, and all the people who finished top 10 games just capped in Moe for basically every game week for the first like 20. Yeah. Then... As we go, as we went against the chalk in the second half of the season, we, we had a games. really high success games. rate. Yeah, like yeah. from game week nineteen through thirty-eight. I'm not really counting thirty-eight and thirty-seven because we were already like fucking around. But so from game week nineteen through game week thirty-six, you went against the chalk, or you went wrongly against the chalk three times and correctly one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. That's a good that's a good hit rate. Yeah. Mine, yeah. I went against the chalk wrongly once and I got it right eight times. Yeah, it's a good hit. Good so rate. I think like there is those opportunities later in the season where we actually do know a lot. 
you know, we actually do have a lot of yeah. information. We have stuff that we can really like well, support I, I, with yeah. numbers, support with eye tests, support with information that we have yeah. and go I against think, the cheap. Yeah. And I think that is the biggest difference is that no one has any information at the beginning of the season. And we have every, every week that passes, everyone gets more information, but we also like the models, like they, they don't adjust in real time to like the things that we're seeing. So it's yeah. like, you know, those things of, you know, when we pick against the grain or whatever, against what the, what the, whatever the percentages are. Yeah. 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 Like when it's in the middle of the season or towards the end, when we, we have the same information as the models, but also can like adapt it quicker. Yeah. Then it actually works. But in the beginning of the season, yeah, it's just, we, we don't, we don't have anything. We have nothing. So going against like from a game theory perspective, going against the grain. And I mean, when we think it's, Fifty-one forty-nine. If we think it's you know, if it's a bigger difference, it's really not that big of a difference. But right. you know, later right. in the season, we have better feels for that. Right. And so and that's that's something that yeah, I think that like I, I you like and that. I can really do a lot better at without really changing that much. Like, we're all I'm saying is like early season, just do the most obvious thing oh, until Captain we get a few. the crazy guys. I mean, yeah. Like, I'll just run through it really quick. Game one, we're all on mo. Every, the whole world's on mo. Game two. Everyone's on Mo in the top 10K. Me and you cap Bruno minus two. Game week three, everyone's on Antonio. Me and you cap Bruno again minus nine. Game week four, everyone's on Ronaldo. Me and you cap Mo minus five. Game week five, everyone's on Mo. I cap Mane. You cap Ronaldo minus four, minus six, respectively. Like, what the fuck? Like, every, literally every week except and we game get week minus one. Every time. Minus every time. Every time. Game week yeah. seven, everyone's on Ronaldo. I cap Wood. Minus one. You kept ROM plus one. Oh, you fucking great. You got a plus one. And that was you know? probably two to one, right? Yeah, yeah. It was ridiculous. And yeah, and yeah it was two to one. Game yeah. week eight, 88% of the top 10K caps Mo. I, for some reason, kept Sun minus four. You kept Mo. It's just like you look back and it's ridiculous. But then when you yeah. look later in the season, again, it's like everyone's capping Dennis. Me and you are on Kev plus nine. Like everyone's capping Woot. I kept Sun plus six. Everyone, you know, like we actually just like beat the field. Like we went yeah. against Mo with Kane. We went against Bruno with Mo. We went against fucking, you know, like stuff like that. And we, and we won out more, more times than yeah. that. So yeah, okay. that's something that is, is really we have to try and keep each other in check on that. Yeah. 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 But it's also, it's more hard. I think it's more difficult. And maybe this is why we're so bad is just like at the beginning of the season when we're like still, we try to get an edge every week instead of realizing that like, wait, wait a minute, bro. This game lasts for six months. Yeah. Like we don't need to win in game week three. Like we just need to like just do whatever. Like we're going to attrition war everyone out. Like, but we still just want to like win every week to fuck. Yeah. I want to be not only OR one. I want game week rank one every week. Yeah. Exactly. (laughs) That's what I actually want. Meanwhile, game week rank of a million every week and you finish OR one. Like it's ridiculous. But yeah, I mean, that's what wisdom of the crowd is, right? Like, I'd love to have yeah. a stock person on one time to, like, explain it more in depth. But basically, it means a big group of random people with or without knowledge of the thing can collectively guess better than experts. Yeah. And, like, so early season when no one knows everything, we're quote-unquote experts. Like, we would never... <laughs> We call ourselves that, but you know what I mean. Anyone imagine it? Us as experts. Uh, we're fucking uh, uh, morons. We're fucking Holy terrible shit. at the game. But you know, it's like eighty-five percent of people are capturing Mo, 
and we're yeah. going against that in game week five. Like, yeah. who the fuck are we to go against that? Who the fuck are we to be like, no, that's fucking stupid. Like, we don't know yeah. anything. Or <laughs> it's yeah. a joke. Yeah. Um, so that's definitely that's something that, that we can improve on. Um, yeah, that's good stuff. Let me see what else. Oh, there was the, I don't know if you want to talk about this, but there was the whole will Walsh ever, ever do well again conversation that I sent yeah, you. I'm not, I mean, I'm not up for that right now. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a tough combo, but basically, I don't know. We'll try and do well. Oh, did you total up your keeper differences on the transfers for the end that. of the season? Okay. We'll do that maybe. Tio said, if we're not going to get a dedicated keeper pod, can we please have a dedicated segment in the postmortem? But maybe we'll do post postmortem, little keeper okay. action. Um, what else? I'm just scrolling through. Um, I mean, dude, keeper is just it's a complete disaster. Keeper is hilarious. It's a fucking such a disaster. It's a fucking piss take. Every year, yeah, so much. Every yeah. fucking year. I actually did well at keeper this year because you know why? You, got Ram- you were early on Ramsdale. I was early on Ramsdale. Listen to my starts. This is actually impressive. Thirty-eight game weeks okay. of keepers. Twenty-five Ramsdale. 11 Bob the Monster, and then one, 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 three fucking randos. Probably two of those are like auto subs. I just yeah. didn't use transfers. I had a good average points per game, and I just fucking chilled. That's, but you could have done better. You could always do better, but you know, I did pretty fucking good. Imagine if you sold Bob in like 33 when everyone, when I was like, Bob you should be got spending me more trans- 45 points in 11 starts. Yeah, but that's really good. That was all very condensed because he didn't get more than two points. He turned into Bob the Monster. Game week 31 <laughs> to the end of the season. <laughs> I love that he, he's Bob the Monster, but sometimes he's Bob and sometimes he's Bob the Monster. It's like, <laughs> it's like a children's He gets fucking possessed. Yeah. It's like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. That's what it is. All right, you know, you know what I'm saying. I know exactly what you're saying. Should we try? We're at about almost two hours. Should we try and just bang out these questions? I think we should. Let's fucking. I don't care, dude. We're not going to do pods for months. People can listen to this over and over again. Let's do it. All right, Paul H. This is this is. Pauly H with the question of all questions right here. Oh, he said, why does everyone keep pretending like certain picks are fun and other picks are boring when the only thing that actually feels good and matters is scoring points? <laughs> I mean, get that tattooed on my fucking forehead, please, so I can remember it every time I look in the fucking mirror. I want to brush my teeth every morning and say, fun, boring, don't exist, just get points, just get points, like greens, only good. I mean, you're obviously right, and we're obviously so stupid. It's just, uh, it's a problem you have. It's a problem no, that we both problem. have. It's a problem we both have. There's a That's quote, it. there's like a self-helpy kind of quote that I've heard before that I like. You know, usually those things are fucking worthless. But this quote is, it's like, everything you want is just outside your comfort zone. Yeah. And I think that very much applies to you and me doing well in this game. Because it's like, I feel like we know we know what's there and we just don't want it. We're just yeah. like, I, you know, like, like we just resist so hard, like getting the, getting the chalk players, well, it's, captaining it's it's the not, sheep guys. It's not like our, the way we want to play it. Yes. Like it's not our, we basically interest. want to play a different game. Yeah. Is what we want to do it. Well, we want to play this game, but we want to do it in our way. 
and it just happens to be that that way is bad. That way is bad. Mm-hmm. You know, but I mean, there are like, like again, it's like you know, there there are definitely like prescribed kind of things that if you have the discipline and the willpower to follow for thirty eight game weeks right. and to monitor it and to do like to pay attention like we do, but do that thing, you know, like there's not a coincidence why there are these like FPL managers who have these like eight year season oh, every yeah. season their top five K or yeah, yeah. it's like they just they know how to play this game. They might not know fucking shit about football. I mean, I'm sure they don't. I'm sure they know very little, but they know how to play this game, you know, and they see it more as like a stock commodity or, you know, kind of they, they view it in that different way. And that's, they like doing that. You know, they like finishing high and they're like, good job by me. I'm a good job at this game. And, mm-hmm. you know, we just, we, we do different things here at this pod in this parish. Yeah. I mean, it, it, <clears throat> we famously quote rounders all the fucking time. Right. And yeah. it's just like, it just always makes me think of poker. It's like, why do you think the same five guys make it to the final table of the World Series of Poker every year? It's yeah. a fucking skill game, Joe. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. like, that's what it is, you know, straight yeah. up. But that's why yeah. when I was looking for people with really high ranks, that's why I pulled Late Riser because I think he's a good example of what playing our style in the sense of he took more hits than I did this year. He took yep. 92 points worth of hit. I took 84. 92, also, you took 104, so very close. Like, right in between us, basically. But, you know, he finished, like, OR 1,000. Yeah. As he he does every year. As he does every year. And the main difference is that, like, again, like, he didn't go against the chalk for the majority of the weeks in terms of, like, captaincy and that kind of stuff. You know, he capped Mo 18 times. I capped him 12. You capped him 11, right? But the times when he went against it, he kept Mo, he kept uh, Bruno twice, thirty-five point average. Like he kept Ronaldo four times, ten point average in those weeks. Like he hit the hat tricks and all that shit. Yeah. So it's just like that. That's how we would do well if we, you know, were to. Yeah. No, I mean it's basically like that. That blueprint is that you have the squad that everyone else has but you spike these captain halls yeah basically which is how he you know that's how that's how he does the game and that's you know he does a great job doing it yep we just do neither we don't spike we don't, the captain yeah, we halls do neither. and we don't have a good squad so we're fucking or five thousand yeah, million fuck us that's up why, the ass squad. that's why we are who we are yeah so um that's how it's that Barrack said, back in the day, it felt like everyone was playing their chips at similar times. You know, first wild card, first few weeks, second wild card before the double, blah, blah, blah. With all the disruption and fraudulent addition of new chips midseason, it feels more scattered than ever. What, if anything, have you learned about chip deployment this season and maybe even the last few years cumulatively? And then Tio said, has this season taught us that free hits should only be used in the biggest blank as a standard? I mean, every year that the ch- it's just, they are so much less important to me as the years progress. Like yeah. they mean actually nothing to me. I mean, Basically, it's a matter triple, of a handful of points. Yeah. Triple cap is the most valuable in terms of like how many points you can get. Like you hit the Mo, you hit the Kev, whatever. Like you can fucking really fly. The other ones, it's just like, <laughs> yeah, it's just a pain in the ass. I mean, it's yeah. like, I, I, I bench boosted this gaming 38 on my brother's team because there was no other good time. There was just straight yeah. up no other good time. And I got like plus whatever points and it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. I, I actually might try to hold myself to doing gaming one bench boost because yeah. setting up with like having an extra four or five defender. 
Well, it's not. I don't think it's a nightmare because it it lets you set oh, sorry, up once you wild card. I thought you were saying later in the season having the extra players. Sorry, yeah, game with yeah. one, it's not a nightmare. Yeah, I mean, it's the same thing we've talked about in the past, where it's like you you let yourself then when you wild card early or whenever you wild card, you don't have to consider that third spot and burning you know money there or this, even the second spot sometimes or looking at the fixtures your second keeper you get a four keeper you know I mean that adds up I think over the over the course of the season yeah. and you know going gaming one with you know just having an extra you know one or two guys who's like you have to get a six million midfielder instead of the seven five million it's like they both fucking suck like they're yeah. both punts so whatever yeah. you know it's just to get a couple extra players and just do it I don't know. I, I feel like it, it could be a, a decent, decent yeah, show. Yeah, I mean, and even if you just get blanks from all four of the guys you're bench boosting, like, that's fine. Eight points is not bad. Plus eight, like, get in. So, yeah, I don't, I don't think that's a bad idea. Walsh just got up out of his chair and left. Just straight up left me on an I island to, here. <laughs> I had to let Luxor back out. Oh, yeah, to let the dog back in. Okay. <laughs> just watching Walsh get up, just trying to like, buy hoping, time. I was hoping you would, uh, oh, you're going to buy time for me or a better friend than I am to you. Yeah, listen, I'm, uh, I'm sort of the host, I guess. Um, fuck, I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, yeah. And another thing that I was thinking you just reminded me of that I was thinking about today is like, we used to hold our wild cards as late as possible. That was the yeah. always the old school thing. Yeah. I actually think that that suits us better because of the reason I said earlier where we need more information before we really get going. Like the, the wild card early thing is it that's someone else's tactic that yeah. they've been successful with. And we're just like, well, it worked for them, so we just do it. But we've actually never succeeded in it. <sighs> we've well, neither of us have ever had a good season where we did that. Yeah, so it's well, like I, mean, I don't know what it's like to have a good season, but yeah, I, I, you I used see to what have you're good saying. seasons all the time. But you know, it's like okay, my team might suck in game week four, but I still think holding my wild card to like game week ten or whatever the fuck, like we used to, will probably be yeah. better for me. So take a minus eight, take a minus four, yeah, take a like minus just eight do what you have to to just fucking patch it up early season. Yeah, and I feel like holding it later for all of the reasons I said earlier might actually be what we need to do. Instead okay. of like, like doing that. what other people do, you know? Yeah, I like that. No, I, I definitely feel like, you know, a lot of people like are like, okay, well, the first three game week fixtures, like that's what I do. And like, I've never like approached the game that way and done yeah. that. But like, I've tried, I think I've like been trying to do that more in the yeah. last couple of years and it doesn't like work. I don't know that's what I'm the, doing. That's like the noise, right? And it's, yeah. it's like, you can't just adapt someone else's tactics for one thing and then, are the other side yeah. completely shut them out and not do anything else yeah. that they do. You know, like that doesn't work. They might do that. And then they follow the chalk, yes. the rest of the 35 game weeks, because that's what they're doing for the first three is just and, put your, yeah. And we're like the not opposite of that. Yeah. And their wildcard team is probably really chalky too. Yeah. Whereas yeah, our absolutely. wildcard team is fucking, you got crazy. You wildcard in game week five, you got Ronaldo and Rom and Mo and like puns all over the place. Otherwise. Hey, 400k but this is what 400k looks like yeah and like you know ronaldo <laughs> what did he he scored in gaming four and gaming five and then basically like blanked forever he was yeah. a nightmare and i mean i held him i held him through a yeah lot of blanks. and lukaku scored in gaming two and gaming four and pretty much never scored again <laughs> i didn't and, have i don't think i had a goal from him i don't think you got a goal from rom no no yeah. there's no way because he didn't score again until Game week 19. 19. I didn't still have him. And he wasn't even starting like majority of those yeah, games. I mean, I got my team up. 
I wrote my team up to get him, basically. And he just played a few games and then got hurt. And and Ron. It was both yeah. of them. You wanted you yeah. were like, This is it, they're just gonna score thirty goals, boom, 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 early read, yeah. early call. That's wrong. We're really bad wrong. at early reads. I know yeah. that now. <laughs> we're, we're getting that. Getting that. Uh, Jabroni that. said, who stands out as the most bastard man of the bastard men this season? Who's enemy number one for you this season? Enemy number one of the season? Like from a FPL standpoint? I think that's what he means, FPL standpoint. It's got to be just, Reese. It's got to be Reese. For you, it's, I think, obviously Reese, right? Yeah, it's got to be Reese. You got no points from him, basically. No. That's insane, and you had I'm him chill. for a while. I, mean, I didn't have chill. I think I didn't. I get chill. Did I do it again when I got chill when he got hurt? I don't really remember. Year. Yeah, I confused the seasons. To be honest, yeah, I don't know. It doesn't matter. What about you? Who's your bastard man? I don't know. I mean, the, there's not one that immediately sticks out except for Kai, just because of the Norwich yeah. game. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we captain we captain Kai, fucking home Norwich. They went seven nil. He gets three points, and that's the week that Mo got fucking five million points against Manchester United. Yeah. And then both of us are just too scarred to even consider Kai for the gaming twenty eight double, and he gets fourteen and twelve. <laughs> just like God damn it, fucking Standard bastard. Um, Bry said, "You guys have infamously had issues picking the bandwagon guys who num- whose numbers are obviously unsustainable, but who maybe end up hurting your rank. Did you learn anything about that this year? Did you try anything new that?" And would you try anything new next year? Well, I mean, I think Bill is the one that comes to mind again. I mean, I brought him in. Yeah. Well, last year it was Gundo. You know, it seems like it's always some like anonymous Man City midfielder. But <laughs> right. I mean, did you get him in early enough or did you get him? I think I, mean, I missed did... like most of his points. Yeah. Let me see when I got him in while you keep talking. I mean, he had goal in gimmick four, gimmick eight. Then he had 11, 12, 14, 15, game week 11, 12, game week 14, 15. He had, uh, those were all his points. And then he had an assist in game week 16. And then he just like didn't score points the rest of the season. So, I mean, I, again, I, I feel like these kind of bandwagon players are both players that have bad underlying stats and also are not passing the eye test. And those are the times when we avoid these players. Right. And over the long term, I don't think we like have ever really missed on that. Like no. I think that that always comes through. Yeah. I just, you know, I I just don't, I don't think you you could really you know play the game differently to like adjust differently to that like. Bill goes through, you know, f- from game week eight to game week 15, like basically as a return, like one and one from that time period. He's doing the same thing he's always done for City. You know, it's like he's not all of a sudden, you know, doing some crazy new ass shit and he's like playing out of position or something where this is what it's going to be like for the next, you know, few months of the season. So, you know, when those things pop up, it's just, it's up to you if you want to just, if you have that. I think it's more, it's like, oh, okay, well, I have this guy got gets injured, so like I could give him a few weeks, see if it keeps going, knowing I'm going to probably have to spend another transfer there. Like, it's, I don't know, it's just, it's not the way that I think I I like to play. Yeah. Because I mean, you're getting a pick that you think is bad just because he's getting points instead of just getting a pick that you think would be good, you know? Yeah, and I listen, I got him. I got him game week 16 right when the run ended. So it was just a nightmare and I got rid of him quickly, which is what that was like the lesson that we learned was kind of just jump on him and jump off because you know, it's not going to continue. But as far as position and like underlines and stuff go, like the numbers were way up 
in that period. Like he was playing sort of like one of the winger, one of the three forward roles, or he was the most forward mid or whatever. And, you know, the XG was up, the shots were up, that kind of stuff, like touches in the box and stuff. So, you know, you go for it and quick in and out. If you got there early. That. Yeah, if you get there early, you fly. You know, I mean, some of the games, I'm looking on FB Ref, just like at his match log, like some of the games he's getting listed as forward. And some of them he's just like attacking mid, you know, so. And his XG. Like Kev was out. His XG is good in those. I don't know, was Kev out? Was Kev out then? Five, six, seven, eight, nine. Yeah, well, a little bit. It's not not too much. Yeah, no. I mean, he started. Kev started eight, missed out on nine. He only played fifty-eight minutes in ten. He missed twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, and sixteen. Basically, yeah, those are so, all his halls. Yeah, so, yeah, so maybe so he was doing that, the false nine stuff. Yeah, that spot. Yeah, yeah, a little bit more central. Yeah. So that that's actually yeah. the lesson to learn because that was the same with Gundo last year, right? Yeah, it was like when Kev was out was when he was insane. Yeah. Um. Jeff D said, how the fuck do we figure out which premiums to have and when to move them? Well, I mean, I think we, we didn't talk about Mo, which is, I think, you know, worth worth talking about. I think, you know, other than the Manchester United game, you know, game week 33, he, he was just like really bad at the end of the season. You know I mean? Yeah. It's, like you said, flogged. Super laggy. Absolutely flogged, yeah. You know, after that double where he had those pens and shit, you know, which yeah. were pens and shit. You know, he, I mean, even then he wasn't like really good. I mean, he kind of just fell off a fucking cliff, you know, once, once we hit the winter months. Um, we, we probably weren't really using our, our eyes as objectively as no, we should have done with this. Not. Just thinking like, well, he could snap in a form next game or it could be next game. It could be next game just because it's Mo, it's Mo, it's Mo. But, you know, you're watching him play and he's just, you know, not doing the things. Listen, I mean, there, there's no easy answer to this question, right? It's, it's yeah. again, it, it comes down to the context and like, who are you replacing him with? You know, yeah, if you transferred Mo to, to Sun in game week or Kev. 25, yeah, or Kev in game week 25 or 30 or something, you know, you're going to be 80 points to the good. Yeah. You know, I think you just have to try and bank all of this kind of experience into the experience bank and, and look at it and say, okay, well, Mo has a tendency to fade in the second half of the season. You know, is this that happening again? Like, can I look at, you know, everyone saying like, oh, Mo, Cap Mo, everyone has Mo and and not have him, you know? If you're, if you're feeling like the, there are enough reasons and indicators to to go for it and the the replacement is is good enough, then, you know, I think you got to go for it. Right. And similar to Antonio, the flogging, right? He started flogging. He started every single game in, all the leagues and all the cups and everything, and for Egypt. And then he goes to Afghan, he plays four consecutive 120-minute games. He plays every fucking second of every fucking game. He comes back, he, okay, he doesn't start against Leicester, it's his first game back he, from Afcon. he plays 31 minutes. Then, guess what? Starts every single fucking game. You know, and like, you know, it's harder with Mo than it is with other players for many reasons, but one of them being he's the best FPL player of all time by a lot. He's incredible. The other reason is that, like, his underlyings are still really good. Yeah. <laughs> like, it, like the games where he begins to blank and he's only scoring pens, we're, t- we're looking at a guy who's like eight shots, four shots, five shots, six shots, three shots, six shots. Yeah. One XG, point XG, point XG, one XG, yeah. point six. Like it's, and that's non-penalty XG. 
Yeah. So that's yeah. what makes it so much harder because there's always sort of the defense of like, no, but he's Mo. He's shooting eight times a game. Yeah. Like, it doesn't matter. Yeah. 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 But yeah, I think like you're saying, it's a, it's almost like a step beyond the underline to be like, yeah, but is he, he like, looks, yeah, he's, they're getting blocked. Like, right. he looks far away from yeah, the points. He looks even though, tired. He, yeah, yeah, he's not like his touch is heavy or, yeah. I, I almost wish that, I mean, non baseball watchers won't know what I'm talking about, but I almost wish there was like an exit velocity or like spin rate where it's like he's literally kicking the yeah. ball softer. Cause like yeah. I feel like that was also a thing with him is like he's just like towing the ball right at the keeper. Yeah. yeah. Um, scuffing chances yeah he's just like, like scuffing that, yeah. and snatching so i don't yeah. know that's a it's like more yeah. of an eye test thing i guess is my yeah. answer yeah but in terms of which premiums you know we'll, we'll see the pricing and we'll we'll yeah. see you again Take we'll see from there um <laughs> yes yeah, um only a few more bug said there's so much fpl information out there right now what information source is it that's currently out there that you currently ignore because it's too whatever boring self-important whatever that you wish you could get yourself to pay more attention to because you think it would improve your game. I mean, I don't know if this is a correlation, but I literally do not consume any FPL content <laughs> at all, except for Discord. You know, I, I'm not. I'm it's probably a correlation. No, I, I don't. I, I haven't read an FFS article all year. I don't even know what the site looks like. I don't listen to any FPL pot. Like I don't do anything. I just hang out in Discord. Like I, I read, I scan and read the rate my team, the fest, the Twitter. Like everyone dumps and we chat shit in there, and that's all. You know, that, that's all yeah. I use. So, I mean, I, I, my life is so. I'm so happy, and I'm so much more happy by doing that. <laughs> so I don't like wish I did anything differently. Um, yeah. But yeah, that that's that's me for that. What yeah. about you? Yeah, I mean, mine, I'm just going to use sort of an answer that I've been talking about all episode, which is just like, I kind of wish I knew a little bit more of like what the chalk is doing. Like, I don't, I don't watch or listen to anything really either. Occasionally I'll do um, the wire or something like that if I like missed a weekend and don't know what happened. But yeah, I like, I don't like, it's, it's one thing to say like, yeah, just follow the chalk every week. Like, I don't know what the chalk is. (laughs) Like, I don't look at like the, Look at but the our FFS captain poll. poll. Like, yeah. Our captain poll is like, I mean, we, if you're looking in the rate, my team to like what moves yeah. people are making or like, you can figure in our it Discord, out. Like that is what the chalk is. So, I mean, we have access. You just don't look at Discord during the week either. It, so it'd be interesting if there was a way that we could have in the rate, my team or something like that, like the transfers that everybody's making. That would yeah, be kind of a cool feature. To, but that, that's too much to manage. I don't know. It'd be the same as like creating a poll. Like, is everyone doing like Moda Kev this week? And you just click Moda Kev yeah. or whatever the fuck, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's my answer because, you know, early season, I think I should be paying a lot more attention to that. Late season, yeah. I don't give a fuck about it. Yeah. Um, B Rob said competitions like the Mug League and the FML FPL Cup make FPL way more fun, particularly in the later parts of the season when it becomes clear that our talent can't keep up with our enthusiasm. <laughs> what would you <laughs> what's a great way to put it? Yeah, what like would that. you think what what would you think to more league slash cup competitions running for shorter periods, for example, by months or rank brackets or something like that throughout the season? It would add to the fun or would it create too much noise and distraction? Yeah, no, it's too much. It's it's gotta be one thing. Like the I think the thing is if it's, it's a ton of work too. Well it's that on the back end, but I think just also like 
if you're like keeping track of all these little tiny micro things, like it's just like, it, come on, it, it's too much. I think it gets to a point where it's just that it's like so noisy, then it doesn't become as fun anymore because that's what you are always, it's like, right. So yeah, I think having it like, the and that's why, I mean, that's why the mug league is monthly. Yeah. It's so that like, even if you're rank 1 million, like the bug, you can still win a mug in May. Hey, nah. dude, I love the bug. He knows it. Right. Um, Last question. They kind of go hand in hand. Gray hair said, seeing the amount of doubles and blanks we had this season, how do you think it distorted the strategy to gain points? Did it favor more cautious approaches with good bench or more hit friendly approaches trying to find these monster scores for captaincy? What about that? Should we unlearn for a more normal season coming up? And then Mark D said, with the World Cup and guitar sent to interrupt next season, more double game makes expected next year. What can we take away from all the doubles this year to help us improve next season? So what what did we learn from the doubles this year, I guess, is the sort of overarching question. I didn't learn anything. I don't feel like I learned that much. Get nailed, yeah. nailed guys. Yeah, get fucked. Don't, don't ignore great fixtures if a team's out of form. Yeah. Uh, that's something. Yeah. I don't know. Are there going to actually be more doubles next year? Well, we don't know, but I assume that yeah. a season that gets like fucking railed by an international tournament in the middle is not going to go smoothly. It's fair. <laughs> fair right. assumption, I feel like. All right. Um, I think that's it, dude. All right, man. I'm tired right now. I know. I the think we did 20, it. The last 20, 30, kind of, I'm, I'm like fading. Oh, you're good. You're good. Yeah. I'm seeing something weird on my audio program, so I'm kind of bugging out, but it's probably fine. Yeah, but, I'm sure um, that's nothing. Yeah, let me slap in as we got one new sign up. Eric, right hand, slap in as get in there. He must have signed up just for the post postmortem. I'm sure he'll delete very yeah. soon. Good job by you. Thanks, Eric. Thanks, Eric. Any uh, last words? <laughs> see, you, see you tomorrow. See you tomorrow. Check us out at fmlfail.com. Follow us on Twitter at fmlfail. Patreon, support us at patreon.com slash fmlfail. Subscribe to YouTube.